Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Friday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are here. The boys are here at the ballpark. Brad Icefield Park today. Present. I am Fred So, and alongside me, two dudes with attitudes. Van Nunley and Robert Gibson. Welcome, boys. Oh, hey. Great day at the park. I'm sounding a little tingy in my head. I'm going to have to figure Uh-oh. that out. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That out. Tingy. Mike Vital back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Michael, how are what you? What up? Friday, <laughs> they say in Louisiana. Friday. I'm going to use my most descriptive words to describe what I'm currently seeing to the friend of the show, and I believe it is a, it's either a race. I'm going to call that a race. Yeah, that's a race. So instead of a Mario Kart race, this is a hand jack, like a pallet jack. Yeah, correct. And it is filled with multiple layers of watermelon walk-off drinks, and riding on top of them <laughs> are the isotopes employees and they're dropping them off like paperboy style from the nintendo 64 or if you're older classic nintendo entertainment system game at the different <laughs> distribution slash walk-up slash vendor booths around the concourse i really can't see the pallets that well from here but yeah. to me it looks like watermelon walk-off edged out the mariachi it, margaritas. It did. Just barely. Yeah. And I do want to say they are wrapped up, so it's just not people yes. laying down on that top of your drinks. <laughs> you boys play that paper boy when you were a kid? Oh, oh I know it. Oh, I love I the still, reference. I still have an NES, and I still have Paperboy. You do? Yes. A super good game. What's yes. up with the game night? Let's do it. Man. That was big for us during the COVID. We would do the yep. game nights. We just, had a, uh, we just recently got approached with an opportunity to uh, do a little play-by-play for some esports here in town. Yeah, yeah. Me and me and Van were asked to do like um, League of Legends or uh-huh. do some sort of voiceovers, and, and I'm like, I don't really know what that stuff. And, and they were like, Well, could you do Madden? And I was like, Well, that's more of a me and Robert thing. Yeah. I was like, We'll leave Van out of that one. <laughs> oh, you mean the 2004 <laughs> champion of Las Cruces, New Mexico? Uh, well, Van Nunley. It's so weird to me when people are like, you mean the champion of very small, very undedicated, <laughs> very talentless area? Do yes. You, that do you is mean this giant fish in a tiny pond? There we go. That's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> is that one of your greatest life accomplishments? The way, it's you, the way, that, the way that rolled off your tongue? Top You 10. can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, it's top ten. Yeah, there we Easily. go. The Madden, so I played in the Madden Challenge in 04 as well. And the one I played in was in St. Louis, Missouri, where they actually have people who know how to play Madden. And <laughs> the thing that was crazy about it is that's where I was first introduced, like, Madden rules. Because when you play with the boys, it's whatever. You just make up your own rules. Right, yeah. It's like, it's like watching elderly people try to play cornhole. Mm-hmm. So then as we're playing, it is you, Robert, pick the two teams. I pick the team. You pick the two teams, and then I get to pick which team I want to beat. Oh. So those are the official Madden I challenge know that. rules. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's that's nice. It's very smart. Yeah. And that, and that keeps teams. So you can't pick in 04. It would have been the, I guess that would have been the St. Louis Rams would have right. been a prime one. Yep. Or the Atlanta Falcons would have been a prime I mean, one Falcons in 04. Falcons all day. Yeah. 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 And then 
But, yeah, so you couldn't pick, like, Detroit and the Falcons because yeah. you don't want to end up with Detroit. Got so, you. But you could, you could definitely pick Detroit and Jacksonville and then just have a – All about the skills. Yeah, all about a slot yeah. game or whatever. Yeah, we should do that. We would do really well at that. Okay, why haven't we? Is I don't the question. know. Yeah. Vital, when's the last time you played a video game? A couple of years ago. Oh, nice. What was it? I'm very it curious. It was uh, Mike Tyson. Ooh. Okay. It's on my uh, Switch. I also, I also have Mike Tyson on, on my NES. <laughs> the, uh, I think games really change. They're all about cell phone games now. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel like the console is the hotness anymore. It's... It's I like, know. I know. MLB has a real good one on your phone. Oh, do they? I am hooked. Oh, you can play really? the whole season, do the trades, do all of that. I Ooh, love it. Okay. Yeah, I love it. You get to play like full, full games of baseball. Yeah. Is yep. it out the park? Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't Somebody know. raves about. One of my friends I think that's what it is. It. Yeah, right. I am hooked on it for like the last two years. But oh. now, now they got the clips. That you just put on each side of your smartphone. Yeah, with the controllers. And you just turn your yeah. smartphone into a Game Boy. Like, it blew my mind when I saw it. That's what my Switch is. My yeah. Switch is where the controllers come off and it goes on my TV. Right. And then I can, like. What? You yeah, just do it with your smartphone. We're living in the future, dog. Man, I feel old, man. Uh, well, I got more excited for the NES than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited about board games. This I don't know about oh, there this, we go. This plug-in stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, too, on, like, the... Uh, on whatever, like, the app games or the phone games or whatever, there are people who, like, just have better, like, hand-to-eye than I do. Mm. Like, there's, like, like, you're talking about this baseball game? Yeah. I haven't played a baseball game since RBI Baseball a million oh, years ago. Oh, that's old school You know what right I'm talking there. about? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's, I was like, okay, I'm super good at that. But I, I guess I probably wasn't. I probably was just only playing against my brother. So this it's is called MLB TSB 22. That's what it's called. Okay. It has all the players. You can create your own dude, all of that good stuff. Whenever you go to create a black player, is it like, are you sure? Because there's not. There's yeah, the shade is yeah, just crazy. There's, there's <laughs> <laughs> You're like black licorice <laughs> or, or, or brown belt. Those are the only two you get. <laughs> and, I don't it just, and it just auto-fills your name as Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've created a player in a sports game. Since I was a kid. I think, like, once I hit 18, and then I was like, oh, I'm actually not an NFL football player. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm no longer doing that part of the game. When your hopes and dreams vanished. Yeah. You're like, I'll live my life through this rectangle. Well, I learned the hard way because the whatever the NBA game is that everyone plays now. Live. Live. No, not live. 2K. Uh, 2K. Yeah. So I had 2K, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to create my dude. They, they make it look just like you. Yeah. But the problem is, like, back in the day, you could put your dude the 99 on everything. Yeah, yeah, Here, you really have to develop your dude, so you're trash for four years. I don't want that. <laughs> like, I don't, exactly. Oh, my God, that's so you're much You're horrible. No. But, yeah, you, they really make you lock in. Let me play and, the way I want to play. Guy yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. I'm very, of like, I'm very Montessori. You know, I'm very much like give a kid a pallet of Jack and they'll turn it into a go-kart. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm of that energy. And I don't, I don't know. Don't tell me how to play. I don't want to do the story mode. I just want to beat my friends. Well, my thing is it's a game. I don't want to play like I play in real life against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes. You know what I mean? I want yes. to create me where I can dunk on him. <laughs> I don't want to create it where I know I'm going to get smoked. So how long does it take you to get through a year of development? 
about a year. <laughs> a literal year? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, because I'm not one of those guys that's going to stay up all night. I'll do one. All right, I'll play again tomorrow. Or I'll skip a day. And a year's gone by, and your dude still is 65 across the board. <laughs> no. I think that's what got me whenever I got it. Because, I, I mean, I was like everyone. I was into video games when I was a kid. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then I think I started to really get away from it when it was – because I would play Halo, right? Yeah. And at the beginning of every Halo, Halo game, you're just the exact same. Everyone, Every dude – is the exact same dude you got the whatever you got the exact same equipment you yeah. got the exact same go at it but now it's like if you play longer you get more advantage yeah and yeah. i don't want to play longer see there you go i just want to pick up the thing and yeah exactly. just, just make me as equal as you are i just want to go at you yeah the only thing that matters to me it's gonna be a good day at the ballpark we're gonna sit down and talk to a lot of individuals obviously at 415 forrest stolting will join us for his weekly we're gonna Talk about what's going on here at the stadium. Promotions this weekend. Giving away a cool hat tonight. Giving away a cooler jersey tomorrow. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, Skipper for your Albuquerque Isotopes. Warren Schaefer will join us. We're going to talk to him about the ball club. Nate Greep, who I don't know very well. I know he slings it. We're about to. We'll find out. And then Brett Boswell, who's coming back off injury, not playing tonight. But he's going to come and talk to us. And I got a lot of questions about rehabilitation. And then I'm real obsessed with it, especially with – did you see Ricky Williams change his name? The yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm real obsessed with it because I, I think players bounce back faster. And I don't even know if we're allowed to ask these questions. But it's like, how much weed are you allowed to smoke? Like, you have to – like, if you are hurt, <laughs> I need to know. What's the I, threshold? Yeah, because yeah. t- I don't need these – Like, and you're seeing it better now than, when, like, when we were kids. But, like, all those players from, like – the 80s and the early 90s that were addicted to pain kills and, mm-hmm. and pro wrestlers and football players. That stuff's kind of teetering off a little bit. You know, people have found alternatives. Ricky Williams is a prime example. So, anyways, I want to talk about bouncing back from injuries, and I think that's going to be a good one. Josh Sushan will join us at 6. That'll be good. Is Teller Vodka come by today, Van? Yes, they are. They're going to be here later in the program talking about what they got going on in the community, what they got going on right here at Isotopes Park. We've got a lot going on this weekend. Van and I are hosting a watch party for the New Mexico United. That's tomorrow at 2 o'clock at Hollow Spirits. They're doing that on the inside, boys. So it's not on the outside new upstairs patio, which we saw yesterday, which is just an absolute banger of a spot. But we'll be there bringing you the United action from Hollow Spirits. Rob, you got a show tonight? Tonight? It's more of a party. Okay. It's a hip-hop-themed party that we're going to have. Uh, that's going to go on over at Raw and Saw. It starts off at 9. But then tomorrow we have the fourth Comedy Gong Show. There we go. Which is going down there we go. 708 First Street, right there at First and Lomas, Fusion Comedy Cellar, 15 comics, four judges, one gong. Winner gets a lot of money. So are these celebrity judges? Because me and Van are sitting right here like we didn't get asked. Uh, you guys have done it before. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You guys were the first celebrity judges. There we go. Okay. So we have others. We have others. So you gotta, you guys come check it out. It is a lot of fun. It's entertainment. It's not just your regular comedy show. Doors at 6 on that tomorrow. Show starts at 7. That's all Albuquerque time. So get there when you get there. We're going to laugh a lot. You guys will be there to open the show. I will not. I will be out at the Rio Rancho Event Center hanging out with the Duke City Gladiators tomorrow night as they are hosting the San Diego Strike Force. Stupid name. Stupid name. <laughs> so stupid. That's just... If, if you are going to the Gladiators game tomorrow, if you bring a sign that says stupid name, I will I will find a prize for you. I will, like, I you will just get want the, the sign to say that. Yeah, I just want to say stupid name. Gotcha. Like, and if you can present that, at a, like a again, WWE-style hold the sign up, I will have the Gladiators get you some sort of prize back because the Strike Force is possibly the stupidest name in the history of You sports. might see multiple ones now that you uh, say I that. I want to. Yeah. I, 
please. I yeah. want to exhaust my resources on this. There we go. I'm going to hand it out. So, and then I will scoot back over to join you guys uh, during, and, and what, what's that called when you come in the middle of something? Premature ejaculation? No, <laughs> that's not what it is. But I want to, yeah, I will join you in progress. In progress is the verbiage I was looking for. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> first three thousand first three thousand fans tonight get a cool hat van you are wearing that yeah. hat yeah boy i'm your model right now feel free to bend your bill but i like i like to rock mine flat so is the top of your head shorter than the rest of your head that's kind of impossible but i get the I get the vision you're saying that because of the shape of the cap on yes. his head right now are you seeing it i as see well? it yeah it it took some um some, uh, what do I want to say, like clay mode. I had to get it wet and mold it to my head a little bit to make it fit my weird peanut head. Somehow it, you're making a hat look like it has a receding hat on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get it. That's, it's, it yep. looks good, right? Yeah, that's what I meant to do. Why did you say it looks good and then none of us said yes? <laughs> it got real silent. <laughs> okay, it? so if I'm asking for fashion critiques, it's not going to be not. some French slow. <laughs> so what we're going to do... <laughs> is during the break, we're going to put a photo of Van on the social media because this outfit you're wearing today is at or near the um, – is it laundry day for you? I'm trying to come up with a nice way to ask that. But okay, so <laughs> Sunday is literally laundry day. This, okay. okay. And, I, and I missed last Sunday because of Brandon Ortega's nuptials. Yes. And before you talk smack about the outfit, uh-huh. keep in mind I'm wearing a two-men-on shirt, mm-hmm. which we are giving away tonight. You, which is so very high fashion. The first – Ten friends of the show. Yes, get a two men on shirt. Forrest Sorry, Stol- no XLs. Forrest Stolting will join us whenever we get back. It's two men on live from the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I Nine. Starter days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And later today on this very broadcast, we're gonna have a little sip of that Teller vodka when the watermelon walk off makes its way over. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. <laughs> Back live on the program from my Stubbs Park. Forrest Stolting joining us. Yay. What, what's the theme today? We're having a hard time identifying the theme here at the park. Asian Pacific Night. It's ballpark. what? Asian American Pacific Island Night at the ballpark. Where'd Asian American Pacific Islander night at the ballpark. A-A-P-I. Ah, pinch poke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Today's I-9 varsity is the I-9 varsity of Asian Pacific Islander athletes, okay? Okay. That's today's I-9 varsity, um, and obviously I'm going to pick Roman Reigns. <laughs> you got the whole family. I was going to say, you got to. Yeah. That's that's mm. just not even scratching the surface. There we go. The Rock will be on my list. Shane Victorino. Away your list. I know. Come on. Save it. <laughs> That was going to be my number one. Thanks a lot, Forrest. <laughs> Shane the, Victorino? The Flying oh, yeah. Hawaiian? Yeah. Yeah, baby. That's, That's a, a cool nickname. It's a yeah. great There's nickname, a triples right? triples machine. What was your nickname playing ball, Forrest? Uh, I never really had a nickname. Oh, uh, means you were no good. Yeah. I was Vertec for like two years in Little League. That was it. Yeah, that's not very good. But, yeah, it's pretty lame. <laughs> that's just someone else's name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're lazy towards me, I guess, you know? What if they called you Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> what does Jackie Kennedy Onassis have to do with no baseball? Idea. I was going to yeah, say Jackie weird. Chan. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that's our I-9 varsity? Asian Pacific? <laughs> I-9 varsity of Jackie's is what it sounds hey. like to me. Every time there's a new, like, a story in the news like that for us, do you guys have to have like an all-hands meeting? 
you have to have like that kind of stuff? Not necessarily. No. Depends on what it is, though. This one, which is so stupid. What, about the Jackie situation? Yeah. I mean, it didn't really pertain to, to us in any way. Yeah. So we kind, of, we kind of stayed out of it. I That's mean, how I feel. Because yeah. if, it was, wasn't, if it was directed towards us in some way, we related, of course, but since we right. weren't directly involved with that, we're just going to let whatever happens up there happen and not not dip our toes into that. Yeah, we oh, I like that a lot. So. so everyone today is wearing what? Like, uh, like it looks Hawaiian, just Hawaiian T-shirts? Yeah, so it's a luau theme, I guess okay. you could say. Everyone's wearing their lays. They got their floral patterns on. You had the skirt. Some people are going to wear that. We'll have... Like grass skirts? I'm sure we'll see some we'll of those. I'm sure. Yeah, already, we've already yeah. seen one. Oh, yeah. did we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So it's going to be the whole nine yard two tonight. We'll have some uh, dancers from, I think it's Kaluau School. They'll be here to do a pregame dance on the field to display oh, some, of the, the, some of the culture and history of uh, the Asian Pacific Islanders. It's going to be a lot, lot, lot of fun tonight, I think. So. Got some, some poi spinners. Some fire spinners coming? I, I hope so. I don't think so. That would have been a lot you, of fun. Do you it's, want it's insurance liability? Possibly so. <laughs> Might damage the field, too. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of KT Wiz highlights lately because I adopted the KT Wiz sure. as my Korean baseball team yep. when Major League Baseball was on strike. <laughs> Love that. And I'm not going to just surrender my fandom because I'm, Major League Baseball came back. Yeah. Of course not. And yesterday the KT Wiz are playing, and this guy steals second on our catcher, uh, Soy Mishiachu. And then whenever he comes around to score on a double, when he comes home, the KT Wiz catcher stops him at home plate and pretends to saw his legs off with his arm. And I say, "Well, this is, this is what baseball's missing." Yes. Where is? <laughs> what? Yes, it is. Yeah, he says he did not like him stealing second. And I said, "Well, this is, this is perfect." So anyway, KT Wiz highlights. That's what you should play. I will certainly give that uh, note to Chris. <laughs> I mean, Forrest was looking at you like, "What?" <laughs> So hear me out, boys. Yeah. I'm the only guy who watches KT hey, Wiz. Got a Korean baseball league night. You should really look into that. You're not wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be nice. Everybody gets boomsticks, and, like, yeah. we pass out, like, chants for the community. I so love that. Chant. You're on to something. And we yeah. get people dancing on top of the dugouts. And I'm 100% into yeah. this. And then Josh uh, Sushan does the whole broadcast in, in Korean. Korean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smart, Which he could. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's smart enough to learn that for sure. Uh, yeah. Just give him, like, three innings. He's, he'll have it down. Robert comes and just sets up, like, a Korean barbecue stand. and then No, because then I would just eat it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't serve anything. Not going to be the jam. Who, who's coming on the program today for us who we have a fortune to talk to? At 5 o'clock, we got the manager of your isotopes, Warren Schaefer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, skipper Dude. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the, the big guns for you today, you know. Then at 5.15, we'll have Nate Greep on there, a reliever, one of our better relievers on the team. Okay. He's got weird personality, and he's super eccentric, and everything he says is hilarious. Absolutely. Okay, heck yeah. He, he's, very, he's a very fun dude. Fit right in. And then at 5.30, we got Brett Boswell. He's a uh, went to school at Austin, so some ties to Round Rock Express here. Mm, Just came off the IL, so he's he's back back. He's back back and ready to go. Okay. You know? so. Not he's playing tonight. Pl- he's played three nights in a row, so he's taking the night off tonight. Oh, how nice. So we so got that Fred good. schedule. Yep. <laughs> Fredual. Worked that into his contract somehow. <laughs> Giving away 3,000 monochromatic camouflagic hats tonight to the first 3,000 who show up at Isotopes Park. So the lines have already started? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. whenever we have giveaways, the lines are already started in the afternoons. People know that all our items here are just top of the line. Sure are. Uh, yep. Great items and great collector's items. So, 
And tomorrow night, obviously, is the big one, the doozy, the granddaddy of them all, the Berkey jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, um, baby. I think we've had – you got corrected. You hear that? Yeah. Allow him to anglicize it. That's okay. <laughs> got corrected. He's only been here a year. So the peanut gallery in attendance here at the broadcast. I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I am. Burke. 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 What is that okay. R thing you're doing? Burke. 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 Why, why Burke. are the three of you doing this? Like, like you're starting up a scooter. It's like yeah. some <laughs> I feel like I'm being attacked by pigeons. (laughs) This is terrible. And the jerseys only to the first 2,000 fans, 16 and older. Okay. We've had hundreds of phone calls, thousands of requests for it. You're going to want to get here early. Get you, bring you a chair, bring you some snacks, bring you a cooler. And you can't have. Bring, bring your kids under 16 fake IDs, bring yep, them. So. For sure. What will be a good time for them to come early? Because <laughs> we could say early, but people really won't know I mean, when they, early is. So gates open, I believe, at 5 o'clock tomorrow. So I would say, I mean, we'll have people lining up. I would be, wouldn't I be shocked by 3 or yeah. 3.15 at the latest. Also, you cannot so. show up with multiple tickets and expect to get multiple jerseys, Rob. Mm. They will only hand you one. Yep. This is a – figure me out. And here's how I know I know this, because I saw this one time attending as a fan mm-hmm. or a, another quote-unquote fan who's really just a promo chaser. Ugh. <laughs> Trying to, trying to flip it is what he's doing. Yeah, that's what he's trying to oh. do. Then bobble, bobbleheads go straight on eBay. Duh. Yep. You talking about Al Hurricane? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I didn't quite hear that. <laughs> but the very astute door attendant was like, ah, we don't play that game. Mm. And he, he's like, I got ten of them. And he's like, dog, you could have five on it. Like, I right. don't know. The yep. answer is no. One, so one, person. One, one person, one ticket. If you have ten tickets, there's only one person, you only get one. You've got to have ten people for each, one person per ticket. That's but that it, lets so. you know the quality of the items that you guys are oh, giving away. Exactly. People are 100%. trying to scheme to get more. That's a great problem to have, actually. It's a good feeling, for sure. Yeah. But you just got to yeah. be extra careful, you know? Exactly. So. I'm, not, like, I'm not against, what's the way I'm going to say this, stealing I'm not against, like, <laughs> gaming, I I, gaming the system. Gaming the system is way better sure, way sure, of sure, saying it. I was going to say, that's yeah. why I don't have you over. But <laughs> <laughs> you, don't but con- you don't condone stealing or gaming the system no. at Isotopes Park? There we go. Oh, and by the way, if you come in and you're in line all day and you grab a jersey and turn around and walk out. Oh, I hate your guts. We'll oh, be there waiting man. for you. Oh, my you. gosh. You come back, you get your Burke jersey. You have some fun at the ballpark, have a dog and an oat soda, and cheer for the boys. You know what else yeah, you get yeah. if you get that jersey? You get one right stolen to the jaw. Because that, <laughs> that that's unacceptable to me. That's yeah. right there. Man, it's a clown behavior, bro. That's, yeah. <laughs> Colorado Rockies team is looking good. Isotopes team, they snapped that big three-game skid they were on for us. We and you did. Were, you were up in the booth last night. The, uh, the energy, talk about the difference between – a di- like a game after a win versus a game after a loss. You had a couple too many L's in a row here, my dude. Yeah, three games is too many to lose in a row, that's for sure. And so, I mean, whenever you're in a game, just the fans are – there's more heightened to the game. You know, whenever it's close, they're going to be into it. They're going to be cheering, watching every single pitch. But when we're, we're down four, five, six runs, the, uh, the liveliness, the atmosphere is not quite there. Right. So, whenever the team's playing well – it just makes everything around Isom's Park that much more enjoyable to be a part of. And obviously it's not just the, the players in the game on the field. It's 
everything that's going on around here, but it certainly helps and it boosts the morale of everybody yeah. in the stadium. The team's playing well. And I think we're uh, we got a couple guys coming off the aisle here pretty soon, maybe even one today. Um, so, I, so I think uh, the topes are trending upward. What is uh, we're gonna get this one real quick? What does Memorial Day mean to baseball? Hot dogs, baseball, Cracker Jacks, yeah. and Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> Power Ford is just yeah. pissed. Like oh, yeah. They Power. do not serve apple pie at Tope Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, no, no apple pie. <laughs> Boris Stolting, thank you so very much. Course, Today is hats, tomorrow's jerseys, Sunday is salute to service. That's correct. In fireworks is yeah. the first Sunday night game, so come out and enjoy that. The nice cool temps at night in Burke. Close, you're getting closer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he got the hardest part. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. The, the tongue. The I can, brr, do, I can I'm, do that. I'm, 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 I've always had the tongue for some reason. I'm not sure how, it's, but right. oh, it's time to go to break. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Major League Baseball talk. When we get back, Gabe Kapler's in the news, and we're gonna well, we're gonna share our opinions on that. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. Back live at the ballpark. going to be a good little day of baseball talk. going to be a good night of baseball here at Rio Grande Credit Union Field. Should be a, should be a pretty packed house all weekend, huh? Oh, yeah. That's how Memorial Day is. Yeah, Dude. holiday weekend. And today, some beautiful weather. Yes. We got ourselves some Hawaiian weather right now. Pretty much. Overcast, little beautiful breeze. Feels a little humidy. Tiny bit humid. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they just watered earlier. Ah, yeah. <laughs> As you know, I mentioned that when I pulled out. I was talking to John Traub when I pulled up the GM, and the the curb appeal of Isotopes Park is looking very strong. Like, the building looks good. Yes. It's, it's green out. It's I yeah. mean, they do a good job of keeping it clean. They just, yeah, excellent job. Big shout-out to Ed and the crew. Ooh. Yeah. San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler is, quote, not okay with the state of this country in the wake of the Uvalde shooting. Uh, looks like he is also going to be sitting out the national anthem. It's kind of the breaking news moving forward. Hmm. Good. Hmm. You need to see leaders like Gabe Kapler, like Steve Kerr, taking issue. You can't be Switzerland when it comes to the massacre of children. Huh. I'm on the fence with this. Gabe Kapler went on to say he's conscious of what he's trying to do, and he's also conscious that it will be misunderstood and misinterpreted to be offensive to the, quote, military, the veterans, and to themselves. He said, quote, my brain said drop to a knee. This is during the last national anthem. I'm right. sorry I didn't set that up correctly. Okay. He said, quote, my brain said drop to a knee. My body didn't listen. I wanted to walk back inside. Instead, I froze. I felt like a coward. I didn't want to call attention myself. I didn't want to take away from the victims or their families, but I am not okay with the state of this country. I wish I hadn't let my discomfort compromise my integrity. I wish that I could have demonstrated what I learned from my father and that when you're dissatisfied with your country, you let it be known through protest. The home of the brave should encourage this. Hmm. Unquote. Hmm. That is brave. Home of the brave. That's brave being that prominent of a public figure and having that platform and stepping out and saying something like that. You know how hard it is for someone who looks like him who's in a position of power like him. Because a lot of people just throw up their hands and be like, it's not my position to say anything. You right, know? and especially when it's the national anthem. 
Yes. That's the big boogeyman. Yes. Like, that's the one where people, even though what it really stands for is that. Correct. People think the exact opposite. And uh, I, I know because, you know, I was in the Marine Corps, so I know exactly what it stands for, and I don't understand when people get riled up when someone does what Gabe Kapler did. Outside of this current ballpark that we are at, the flags are currently at half staff. Correct. At, um, it's not for Memorial Day weekend, boys. That's for the tragedy this past week. Tragedy, which has all but disappeared, in my opinion, off of my social media cycle until you get a little bit of energy behind it like this. And yesterday, the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees, in solidarity, released joint statements where, quote, we all deserve to be safe in schools, grocery stores, places of worship, our neighborhoods, houses in America. The most recent shootings of Buffalo and Uvalde have shaken us to the core. It um, Is this the one, boys? Is this the one where out of the hundreds that we have seen over the past 20 years, is this the one where enough people are moved to make movement? You would think, you know, he looks wildly different than Colin Kaepernick, doesn't he? And, and, he's, and, and he's making the same statement. So yeah. how, is, how is the media going to spin this one, to be honest? The media is going to spin it to where it's not going to be a big story. That's what I think. Just um, a, it's just not going to get covered, you think? Well, I don't think the coverage is going to warrant what Kaepernick's warranted. Um, because it goes back to what you said, Fred. Um, even the tragedy is already being moved on. They're going to do the same thing with this story just because of the optics. I believe if this was someone else, then the story would be completely different, but in a negative way. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're that's exactly I, right. That's how I feel. But what if, what if this catches on? I, I really hope it does. What if this becomes a trend all the way across the league and it has to be talked about more often? And I think I, I hope that is his intent because he, you know, he called himself a coward. That right. he didn't take a knee, that he didn't do any kind of form of protest, or he didn't show his discomfort mm-hmm. during the national anthem. Called himself a coward for not doing anything, and then made this public statement that going forward that he won't come out of the dugout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, baseball, the ratings don't say it, but this is America's pastime. It's America's sport. The history of this country is intertwined into this game of baseball. So people will watch. People will listen. Mm-hmm. I- I don't think I don't know. See, isn't, I, that, isn't, isn't that a shame? Yeah, like how indoctrinated to the indifference mm-hmm. you are, just to say that, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't think so. I, I really don't. Why think this so. time? I really don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's Why this one? Because it's yeah. this is reoccurring, and yeah, we have the story now, but I guarantee you, by Monday, it won't be a story, and not even that far out. Today. Today, this yeah. is This is what I said when we talked about it on Tuesday, where it yeah. was by Friday, everyone's talking about where to get propane. Right. You know, it's, I mean, it's a whole other thing. It's the holiday weekend now. It's, you know, it's gone. And, and you'll have three months here where you won't have a school shooting because there's no school. Mm-hmm. And then you will have the fall, and then you will have it again. And if it's not a school, it's a grocery. And if it's not a grocery, it's a place of worship. And right. it's not a place of worship, it's a sports venue if it's not a sports I mean, we can name all these things where people gather in masses and the thing to me about using the national anthem as that catalyst is i think you have to you know i you boys are both just a shade older than me but 
I don't have strong recollection of my youth years raising for the national anthem before every sporting event. I sure as crap have recollection of every game I ever played in post 9-11. Post post 9-11, every game we had the national anthem. Yeah. And and that to me, if if you're going to use it, everyone in, you know, like a group think like social conscience to to put it out there in a way to where like this thing is important and we're going to use it for solidarity, then you have to use it the exact opposite way. Gabe Kapler, Colin Kaepernick, U.S. women's soccer. Mm-hmm. You have to use it for the exact same reason, even if that's not a personal belief that you have, friend of the show. And here's the thing. You should have this belief, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. You should have the belief that everyone deserves not just to be safe, but to feel safe. And and I think that is a big part of the Gabe Kapler conversation is how poignant and how important it is that he's choosing this medium to convey his idea. Well said, my friend. Yeah. Well said, my friend. Um, how long? How long till this happens again? How long till there's Three a copycat? Months. How long till there's no, this I'd exact situation? There's it's, no school. The school's well, out. Well, but it could be any number. Sooner of, than that. Sure. Sure. Sooner than that. Why not? Um, the problem when these when this happens, you always have the next person who makes the person before a martyr and a goal that they want to reach and achieve and over yeah. overachieve. And that's the issue with these. It's like a building block in a negative way. Well, and, you know, we're about to have Memorial Day weekend, and what are we going to have? You know, we're going to have a lot of barbecues, and we're going to have a lot of gatherings, and we're going to have a lot of people coming together in celebration of, you know, not just this nation and, and those people – that have given for it, but, you know, with their families and and this faux idea that COVID-19 is over and gathering again. And do all of those gatherings become targets for people who want to create harm? I tell you what, that's that's a terrible and awful idea, but it's in my head. It's any gathering, right? Right. It's any gathering in this country. Yep. That's that's the scary part of everything. Let's see how it develops with Gabe Kapler. And, and, I mean, I'm going to follow it a little bit closer than I follow a lot of these sports-adjacent stories. Because uh, I want to see the, where Major League Baseball goes with it. Because if it's not the, you know, the Miami Heat the other day we were talking about during their public address, and if it's not the Yankees and the Rays in solidarity, now it's Gabe Kapler. We're talking about all parts of the country, boys. Yep. And, and, and you have to be represented by demographics outside of the target area. Oh, I agree. Thank like you. The, yes. the, the I can't breathe movement. Yeah, right. it's not going to gain traction if it's only within that community. Right, because then communities it, who aren't <coughs> affected have to care. Because people who don't understand it may misconstrue it as whining. Sure. Oh, there's another issue. You know, it, that's how it's looked at. A prominent voice from white slash Caucasian individual, whenever there is a tragedy that affects people that are shades of brown for some unfortunate reason, does seem to travel considerably further. Yeah. And that's just, I don't know. That's just how it is. It's disgusting. To, yeah. You know, the end sure of the hour is, is the shortest segment. Two men on. You know, sure. FM so I wanted to give you the shortest segment because I, I like to watch you squirm, but I don't like to watch you drown. Okay. So rumor has it, rumor has it. Great country song, by the way. That the 49ers, <laughs> I don't know that reference. It's okay. That the 49ers locker room has lost faith in your boy Trey Lance. And this is from Fox Sports. But they're saying the locker room is saying, from everything they've heard, people within the locker room and outside the locker room, he just ain't it. He ain't got it. There's a reason they call him, quote, 
one play Trey and a reason he only started one game and everyone in the locker room wants Jimmy G with a broken thumb over that first round joke of a draft pick, your favorite player in the NFL, Trey Lance. So I didn't see this story today. Is this breaking news? This is newer. Wow. Who, who said this? this is, so this is from Fox Sports. It's a report that's being done by Marcellus Wiley and Emmanuel, uh, excuse me, Acho? Acho, yeah. So there you go. So one play, Trey. Your boy, Trey Lance, is a joke, and look at my surprise face. Okay, well, I repped Trey Lance really hard in the draft last year. I thought Trey Lance had the highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks not named Trevor Lawrence. So I say give the kid time. Obviously, I'm not at the Niners practice field. Mm -mm. I'm not in the Niners locker room. That's correct. But I think he has a skill set to be a successful NFL quarterback. He just needs the practice and the time. Where did they have time to come up with this? Was this from last season or? OTAs are right now. Okay. Yeah. And it's only been a couple of days and they already have this assessment? Well, That's pretty bad. Well, here's what it is, is they spent the first day fighting with reporters and tell them that they were literally fighting with reporters tell them they were soft appendaged <laughs> and that they weren't allowed to speak about them unless they were putting respect on their names <laughs> which by the way is like the most cliche thing you think sounds cool when you say it out loud like if you tell someone to put some respect on your name that is the most loser sentence i think i've ever heard from anyone well i'm gonna put number one keep my wife's name out your mouth okay but i think okay. that is a yeah, that's a pretty that's good a strong silver yes yeah. yeah yeah hey like you hang out with some weird dudes robert yeah what is like Fred a- and Van. <laughs> 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 you boys ever run with that dude that's always like just repeating the same thing all the time to strangers oh, yes i hate that yes like get anything like get a thesaurus like just <laughs> change it up a little bit huh yeah learn to talk like look he- i think you're reciting. You're I not think talking. this guy doesn't have any good data at all. He's trying to drive home a narrative because play rhymes with Trey, and he thought about <laughs> it right before he went on air, and he's like, oh, this is going to be good. Where's my so, pin? Where's my pin? Hold I, on. Acho is saying that's coming from the locker room, though, dog. Like, oh, sure. You know what I like don't a, like, like a about? Liar. You know, You know what I don't <laughs> like about those when they just generalize the locker room? Just give us a name. Come yeah. on. For sure. Yeah. Cause Especially if you're a reporter. Yeah. That's your job. You can't say something so incendiary without yeah. having an open source. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Because yeah. there's a cowardice to it. Sure. It is. It is. And then I feel like you can just add whatever you want onto it because it's not attached to anybody. Well, you, know, you know, I heard down at the radio station uh-huh. that the buzz is Fred Slow <laughs> has three nipples. This, you heard that from me, and we were, <laughs> in, we were in the parking lot. Now there's so some. You can just say anything if you don't have a source. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah, we well yeah. we did a whole segment on Alex Jones last week. I know that's true. Sure. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> there is something to be said though about if you get something like that from some players. So let's say locker rooms got leaders, right? They yeah. Got, they got guys right. who are vocal. They got guys who are quiet. Everyone does a little bit different. But you know that guy that's willing to give it to you, whoever it is, that player, that manager, X. that insider, whoever, X going to give it to you. Yep. If you got that guy and he says some stuff to you but he's like, can't put my name on it, 
You don't even bring it up on air. No, you do even. not. No. You do not. Unknown sources. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It makes it plural, too. You yeah. can turn it into something like, hey, you know, my understanding or the vibe is or, you know, a little birdie told me. Like, what are those things? Okay. But if you're going to put it on the royal they? Right. No. Well, miss you, me. You know what I noticed? When it's a player that's universally not liked, Oh, they'll throw names out at any time. Sure, Antonio sure, sure. Brown. Yeah, oh, oh, you can yeah. go directly to the locker Kanye of the person. Said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped a pin where I first heard this. You'll notice <laughs> it's in front of Antonio Brown's locker. Give Trey Lance a chance. He sucked. How okay, about that? I like that. That's How about a little that bit one? better. Mm. Second chance, Lance. Yeah. He even had his he first, had his chance. first one. I was going to yeah. be that. <laughs> And by the time his third chance comes around, his first name's Trey. Sure, sure. So there's, there's, okay, I see what you're doing here. He is garbage. He was the worst quarterback taken in last year's draft, and he will, uh, I don't think, ever complete a touchdown pass ever. Well, that was bold. Wow. <laughs> Goodness. We'll be back with it with a little bit more. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Five o'clock, Albuquerque. Congratulations on the work week. You got a three-day weekend in front of you. Let's go. Yeah, Let's baby. go. Woo-woo. Warren Schaefer joining us on the program. And which one of us three are you about to promote to the big league level, Skip? <laughs> <laughs> which one? You're coming to some of yeah, which, <laughs> which one is it? I mean, it's, I'm standing right here. <laughs> so, now you sending a bunch of them boys up to the major league level. How t- talk about that a little bit. Talk about that energy around that. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I mean, Isn't it? it? Yeah, we. I mean, that's what we do this for. I mean, that's what I do this for is to send those guys up, uh, achieve their dream from a kid. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So is it hard to think of creative ways every time to usher somebody up to the big that's leagues? A good question. Do you like to sit them down one-on-one, heart-to-heart? Do you like to prank them? Like, what's your <laughs> I haven't done a prank yet. No, no, no pranks. No, I, I sit up? them down one-to-one. Yeah, but, you know, I really, honestly, I haven't had a, a chance to do something creative. I mean, usually it's, hey, Hey, Shave, call him. Call him in the office right now. He's on a flight in two hours. I mean, yeah. that's that's what it's been the past two years, which is really not that exciting. I mean, sure. you, you, I, I want to get everybody involved, you know, but but most of the time it's, hey, you got to go. Are you just as surprised when someone gets called up as they are? Uh, no, you see it coming. You, you see it coming. Yeah, the, yeah. Guys, the guys that play well, they get called up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so there, there's real – there's really no surprises. You see so, them. So if that's your reaction, what is their reaction? What's yeah. like the weirdest reaction you've got yeah. from a is there is there a this where's Ashton Kutcher? No, there no, a, no, there's none of that. No, there's none of that. I mean, they like they work on it their whole lives, man. So they're I mean, they're I think every minute they're expecting it. Mm. Um, you know, especially if they're playing well and, and uh, I mean there's guys at this level that are on their way up, way down. I mean, this is different than any other level in the game. Um, so I think they're always prepared. Warren so, Schaefer joining us. We're talking a little bit of isotopes and the yeah. idea of Major League Baseball for uh, all, all these prospects. So we saw the boys warming up earlier out in the outfield, <laughs> mm-hmm. and before they got serious, they started stretching, they started doing their uh, their drills. They're just out there keeping it loose, playing hacky yeah, sack, playing hacky sack. throwing the that, football huh? around. Yeah, there's something like, athletic to that, though. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah they're, they're, you're, you're warming, warming up, up the hips, the right? Seems like a, it seems like a lie. Doesn't seem athletic at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, but these guys, uh, I mean, they're together 24-7 for six months out of the year. I mean, you got to keep it light. Most of the time, got to keep it light. If you're, if you're too serious, it takes over in a bad way for sure. And is this from the top down? Is it like keep it loose, guys, have fun? Or is this the guys taking over like, hey, hey, look, I got a hacky sack. Let's go out here. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it takes like, I mean, 
my job is to oversee everybody and I let that happen. So, I mean, if someone's telling me yeah. that, that, that that can't happen, then it can't happen. But they can do whatever they want as long as they're ready to go at 7.05. There it is. So you've been some of everywhere. What makes Albuquerque unique for you? The specific city, you mean? Yes. Oh, man, I love the food, man. The green chili's good. Yeah. Uh, the beautiful mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, the fans here are, are very unique. I mean, mariachi night is a cool night. Yeah. Uh, you don't get that anywhere else, man. It, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of good energy. A lot of good uh, Mexican dancers out here in mariachi night, sure. man. It's a lot of fun. It's good stuff. We were talking off air before you come on the program today, and we were like, hey, what kind of questions do we ask? You know, what are we, what are we going to get? What kind of insight? And, and this is the one we all kind of agreed upon. It's how do you yell at a robot when it gets a strike call wrong? <laughs> ain't that like, something, man? Ain't that the craziest thing yeah, to me? You, you don't. I mean, you can't you do nothing. Though. I mean, there, there was a yeah, situation when this, first thing, when this thing first came out a couple years ago in the fall league. I, I remember a uh, – a guy took strike three or whatever and looked up at the at the at the uh, monitor up here and started yelling at him. I mean, what do you, what do you, do? <laughs> you know, you can't. The umpire, he's doing. He, he's not doing anything. I mean, it's it's different. Is he, it is it the same when I'm like, all right, so you know, I'm having a late night in town or whatever. I got to get home, and the algorithm for Uber just won't pick me up. Yeah. And I'm like yelling at Uber. I'm like, is that is that how you feel? Like you're just yelling at the idea of balls and strikes. I get, you're just thinking it because you're yeah. not yelling. If you're yelling, you, you look like a moron because I mean, <laughs> you're not yelling at anything yeah. anymore. Uh, it, it's just different. I mean, we've only been doing it a couple weeks now. And, and to be honest with you, it's been pretty good yeah. Uh, yeah. overall. So, I mean, there hasn't been much to yell about. I, I would say there's maybe three or four bad calls a night, uh, which when you have a human guy in there, it's, it's, it's pretty similar. Three or mm-hmm. four bad ones a night. But it's just it's different. Asian American Pacific Islander night tonight. Yeah. You know, we got a lot of Hawaiian shirts and grass skirts and lays everywhere. Did you take part of any in any of the festivities this week? The the luau or the dance classes? Oh, that's or a good question. You're, you're, you're too, you got your blinders on no, on baseball. I, honestly, I, I did not take part in any of it. I, I think it's really cool. You know, one thing. You know, I I got a player that's uh, Asian Pacific, and Zach Lee is one of my relievers. And he was giving me heck earlier in the day because I threw him two days in a row before tonight, and he's down tonight, so he can't pitch. <laughs> yeah, that's no feel to, on my part. Yeah, man. he no wanted feel. to shine tonight. I know, I know. That's all I got on that. So with the new rules drastically speeding up the MILB games, yeah. how does that affect uh, what you do uh, for the team? Do you, is it something that you have to speed up, or did you have to get acclimated, or was that just uh, in terms natural? Of strategy and stuff, right, yeah. Right. Um, just a couple things. I mean, just the sign sequence that you give your catcher in between pitches it just has to be more sped up um other than that i mean i think it's been a really good thing it's cut the game down a half hour across the board across baseball Mm -hmm. uh which is it's really good man i mean that's the complaint with people is that the game's too long and that's why the kids aren't watching it so hopefully it makes a difference because it it's worked you know we talk about this one quite a bit too because right now we're in the heart of nhl and nba playoffs right Mm -hmm. and hey between us four boys right here no one listening to the show those are too damn long like, they last six weeks <laughs> to get through the yes. And Major League Baseball has 162 of them. They're all three-and-a-half-hour long games. Yeah. By the time you get to the playoffs, it's three tight weeks. Yeah. It's the most exciting time in sport. How Major League Baseball get it so damn good in the playoffs, and then they do have this drag. If they can get that perfect chemistry all the way through, yeah. you're going to get every fan of sport moving forward forever. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's above my pay level, man. I, yeah. I, you know, I, just, I, I, like with the, I, I agree with you in terms of the playoffs is the most exciting in sports. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think they're, they're doing their best to whittle the game down and to make it, you know, more concise. So we'll see. I think the only people who don't like games being shorter are the concessions here. <laughs> You're not selling as many hot dogs or beers. They're like, hey, yeah. take your time. Man. Yeah, why, right. why are you guys getting out of here so fast? <laughs> they like those rain delays, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, you were just talking about uh, Lee coming out of the bullpen. You were talking about like the connection between you guys and, and coach. Whenever he's, I don't, I don't know what island he grew up on. I'm whatever, whatever. Pacific he's just part. Region. He's part Japan. Okay. Japanese, yeah. So there's a huge difference whenever players do come over from like sea level, playing an island, to like six thousand feet up in the air oh, on top yeah. of this mountain and doing this thing. There's a young lady who plays from Mexico Highlands where I broadcast for, and she's from Hawaii. And the only conversations we ever have are how cold it is here. Oh, like yeah. she's like she's like it's March and it's sixty, and she's like I can't handle it. My body's frozen. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever noticed that kind of stuff with players coming from around the world to play this game? Oh yeah. I mean, where the see, acclimation is hard. Well, specifically in Albuquerque. I mean, Albuquerque, I think, is higher than Denver. It is. Yeah. And it's like playing on the moon in Denver. It's the same thing here. I mean, not even across the world, but just across the country, playing mm-hmm. in elevation. It's tough, man. Every team that comes in here, even these guys, where are these guys from? Rock, Texas. So they're coming in, and they say, man, it's tough to breathe here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just, sure. just it takes you six days to get acclimated, then you're going to a different city. Do you so sne- it, it's effect, it affects everybody. Do you sneak a little green chili into their locker room beforehand? <laughs> Is that like a good a- idea. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, that would be my move. That's yeah. a- <laughs> Welcome to town, boys. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I want to know, because we always ask the players this, because – just like Fred was talking about, the season is very long. Uh-huh. How do you, you know, keep people focused? Or is that just because they're professionals that's already put into them? Do you even have to go to that, to that side? Do you have to venture into, uh, hey, guys, look, this is a long-paced-out season? Yeah. Or? I mean, they, honestly, they signed up for this. Right. So, so they know what they're getting into. It's my job to keep it loose for that long length of time. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, because so, if it gets tight, man, they, I mean, that, that tends to stick. And then guys don't play to their potential. So it, it's don't freak out on a specific day and just keep moving forward. Okay, so you're saying you keep it loose. I got to get some examples. What do you do? What do you? Oh, man. I give, mean, me, just, give me some examples. Uh, I mean, we, we in the clubhouse, I mean, we do fun things. Yeah. Um, you know, we have kangaroo court where guys make fun of each other. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you need a jury yeah. for that? Yeah, because yeah, hey, hey, one day. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, That's right. It's a lot of in-house stuff, but a lot of inside <laughs> jokes in there. But it, it's, uh, you know, like we won't hit on the field a lot, a lot of time when the season gets progressive just to keep them, you know, off their feet and uh, keep it loose. So yep. just a bunch of different things. So, so how about this environment here? How about this stadium? Yeah. Like, I don't know how – Albuquerque knows how good they have it here, yeah. like how spoiled they are to have this facility. What's it like coming to work here every day? Oh, it's a great place to go to work. You know, I came from um, Hartford. I, I managed there before I came here in Connecticut. It's got a brand-new Dunkin' Donuts Park, and it's, it's a fantastic place to go to work. And this place, I thought that leaving there, no place would be better, but this is just as good. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome coming to work here. The weather's perfect. The fans are great. They come out every night cheering for us. Um, yeah, man, it's it's nice. It's a good town. I love this place. Warren Schaefer joining us, manager of Albuquerque Isotopes. What are Mondays for? I'm sorry. What do you? What are your Mondays? You get Mondays off. Oh, every Mondays week. are off. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What, what oh, are your Mondays? What are, are your Mondays? Rest. Oh, they're rest, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're for sleep. They're for eating. Um, they're just for recovery. I mean, it's we get one day off a week, and I try to utilize it as much as I can. Yeah, try not to think about baseball. With, with all the rule changes that, you know, we've been going through so far here in this season, do you feel like there maybe you've got to turn up the humidity here a little bit or get the balls a little more humid to protect your pitchers' ERAs when they're at home? Uh, well, <laughs> it, it, nothing's ever going to change that, I don't think, man. I mean, they've been, they've been thinking about that for years in Denver, how to overcome that. Um, and like I said, it's higher here. It's just tough to pitch here, man. You've got to figure it out. I mean, you, gotta, you have to execute better than you execute anywhere with your pitches. Um, 
Is that known around the league too? Oh Whenever, yeah. yeah but this league specifically yeah. is, is there's a lot of elevation. I mean, it's high in El Paso. The uh, ball flies in Las Vegas. It flies in uh, Salt Lake. I mean, it's just the PCL is known for a hitters hitters mm -hmm. league. And I mean, if you can pitch here, man, you put up a good ERA, you can pitch anywhere. Do you have any previous players that have a special place in your heart? Not saying that oh, yeah, anyone's man. more than the other, but do you have that one player where you're like, that's the guy? Yeah, I mean, guys that you had, you know, I, I managed an A-ball for a while, mm -hmm. and the guys that you have when they're 18 years old and they move up and now they're in the big leagues. Yeah. And you, and you it, it's almost like they're your son moving mm -hmm. up with you. You know, uh, Brendan Rogers in the big leagues right now. I mean, nice. there we really, go. really good friend of mine. Um, I've had him since he's 18. I've seen him go through ups and downs in his life, in the game. Um, just the relationships that you create in this game are awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So you're you're young for a manager. I appreciate. It. I'm you're, getting you're, older man, you're, you're, every day. You're young to be telling these guys who aren't that much younger than you what to do. Yeah. Like, how do you establish that role early in the season? Um, it just uh, for me, I just be myself, man. Sweet. I, I mean, it, it the the game usually takes care of itself. You know, I mean, guys know what they're supposed to do. I I, I just try to hold them accountable for that. Um, and the respect, I, I hope, goes both ways. You know, I show them respect, so in turn, hopefully, I get respect. And it's worked out pretty good so far. Warren Shaver, the Albuquerque Isotopes. We're going to cut you loose. Anything we miss? Anything you want to make sure we get out there to the friends of the show and those that are on their way to the ballpark tonight? No, I'll just have a good time tonight. We're looking forward to seeing you. Hey, what's what's that tattoo about? On your which, arm? which one? This one here? Bird on a wire, yeah. The, uh, so that's a great question, and I will give you the answer off air. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. This is the absolute best. Two men on 95.9 <laughs> FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're back on the program. We're live at Isotopes Park, and it's been a uh, it's going to be a heck of a day is what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Cloud cover's over. I'm saying the temperature's perfect. Ballpark's going to fill up, and 3,000 of these fans here will be wearing a brand-new Albuquerque Isotopes hat. It's a mono – I don't know if you saw this, Nate. It's a monochromatic, like, camouflage, black on gray, Albuquerque Isotopes sponsored by Pepsi. And, I mean, you could wear it to a wedding. You could wear it to a funeral. There we go. You could wear it to a birthday. A like <laughs> – <laughs> Nate Grief joining us. He's a reliever for the Albuquerque Ice Stubs. Nate, welcome to the program. Oh, yeah. There we go. The there we go. How's the world of minor league baseball treating you right now, my dude? Hey, man, eight years in, and I still don't regret a single day of it. No. So it's, yeah. it's a blessing, and every day I wake up, I get to come to the field, hang out with the boys, and go out and, and try to do what we can to get to, obviously, the top where everybody wants to be. So. Did you, uh, did you hit 21 on that hacky sack earlier or what? You oh, just... hey, we're kind of nasty. Did you guys see that? We're <laughs> kind of nasty with that out there, right? Yeah. We, got, we started it last year when we were in Hartford, at least when I got there. A lot of the guys were doing it, and we started adding more and more guys out there. And, and obviously there's a couple guys that are really good, a couple guys that are just trying to learn in, but we try to get as many guys involved as we can, and it's a, it's a good warm-up, man. We were prepping the show, and I saw you guys out there, and I like, have a rich history of hacky sack. Yeah. Uh, you know, late teens and early 20s, like, we're too busy setting up the show. Like, I just wanted to get up and go out there with the boys. <laughs> get up there, yeah. man. If you see us out there, I got there, you. I got there. you. I got yeah, you yeah. next time. No doubt. Today. He, he didn't day. want to mess up his Jays. That's all it was. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, we could have moved to the turf. We're going to make some adjustments here. <laughs> you, got, you got the night off tonight. It's why you're here hanging with the boys. You see that wind blowing straight in. You're like, Coach, That's come a first, on. man. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen wind blow in here. It's always 100 miles an hour straight out, so we got to love that. So, hey, I can't get away from this hockey sack thing yet, though. So, Nate, do they trust you enough to, like, break in the sack? Like, are you that guy 
Or is uh, it they just pick one up at, like, the local head shop and call it done? I'm not going to lie. Uh, Reagan Todd is actually our hacky sack man. He's Has the guy. you got to have a guy. He's okay. the guy who brings them in all the time. He's uh, We just actually brought out a new one today. It was a little lighter, so with the wind blowing in, it kind of yeah. affected a little yeah. bit. But the man's on top of his hacky sacks. There's so. beans. There's rice. There's beads. There's, there's I mean, sand. They oh, got yeah. everything, man. It's all what you want to do, so it, it depends, but. The sand, the sand helps with the stalls. Yes. You do stalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to be a big I'm stall guy. Yeah. Stall guy. So how are you liking the new robo umps? How, how is that coming for you? Uh, no comment. No, see, uh-huh. you, know what, you know what's so funny? Because I can tell you, you got a little edge to you, and I wanted to know, have you gotten to, have, have, you, have you ran into the point where you're like, you know what, where are they at? So I'm not going to lie, man. I've pitched it with a couple times, especially since it started in Salt Lake, and I, me personally, I, like, I, I give credit to umpires, man. Like, those guys, it's their job. I, I'm going to bet most of the time those guys are sitting around 95, 96, maybe 97% accuracy on all their calls. So if this whole robo-ump thing is supposed to be the new meadow, whatever you want to call it, uh, I'm going to roll with it, man. And, yeah. and it, it, I can't do anything about it, so I just got to adjust to it, honestly. But there are some things, obviously, guys, uh, like if a ball's down, and I asked the umpire, hey, where, where you got that? Is that down? How many? Like, there where? we go. He's like, uh, I, I don't know. Because, like, they're just all, it's like strike. They're like, all right, that's a strike. If it's a ball, they're like, all right, whatever. So it's kind of one of those things that just, it rolls with it. Does, so. does it get you in the situations, too, though? So say you got, like, a full count or say you got, like, a 3-1 count or whatever. And traditionally, you know, you can, get, you can maybe play an edge a little bit more on a pitch and maybe get a call. Is, right. Are you feeling that in your approaches? So I know probably definitely – with me, not as much, but I know as a starter, we talked about this too, when a starter comes in and if he's dotting a half a ball off, a ball off yeah. away from a righty, most of the time an umpire will be like, all right, this dude's sitting here, he's going to give it a little bit more. But now it's like if you're dotting, you're dotting, you're dotting, and you're missing by a hair, Don't matter. you got nothing. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. So it's obviously you're going to get more calls with an actual umpire out there, and it's going to be a lot better. But uh, like I said, with right now in AAA, that's what they want to do. They're going to roll with this, so we just got to do are you, it. Are you getting, like, reports on it and stuff? I guess yeah. that's that's my behind-the-scenes question, where it's like, so, are they, like, on Altuve, this would have been a ball, but on Judge, this is a strike. So that's the thing, too, is also, so, like, most of it, like, growing up, everybody always knew it was knees basically to, like, belly bunch. Chin to chin, yeah. Now it's 27% of your height is the lowest. So you got a dude who's got long femurs it's going to be up in the middle of his leg rather than the knee so you got you got all the different stuff and then you got 50 57 percent the top oh my gosh obviously mm. so they're just doing numbers and stuff like that what's your degree in <laughs> nothing <bro. laughs> it ain't in anything man, but. And, and not only that adios to those three and oh gimmies yeah yeah, yeah. You get zero sympathy pitches for the rest of your career. Like I said, man, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that they run with it, and they're just like at the end of the season they realize because we have so we we have two iPads in the in the dugouts that they do, and it's it shows it's like a delay by like two or three pitches, obviously because if they do miss one or the the strike zone misses it, coaches are going to want to say something, but they can't because it's two pitches late or whatever it is. So they do have a thing in there in, in Salt Lake when we first got there. It was like a ball would miss, but they call it a strike, or a ball would clip the zone, and they call it a ball. So we were, like, trying to get all the feedback that we can, and obviously it's not a perfected system yet, but that's kind of where we're at with it. 
So when I was a kid, you know, that's the only time I played baseball. In the backyard, I always emulated the people who I loved. Did you have someone like that when you were coming up? Dude, I was an Ichiro fan when I yeah. was growing up. Yeah. I, loved, nice. I, I was out. I loved playing the outfield, man. That was my that was my get out and go. Just hit a ball, run after it, and catch it. Like the, it was yeah. it was well, one of those things. So. And you're a Northwesterner, right? You're a Portland guy, right? So I was born in Portland, but I grew up mostly in Nebraska. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's it. And because baseball's got a different energy out there in the Northwest. It's like people love it the way they love it, but then oh, yeah. they ignore it if they don't love oh, it. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's like some guys, some guys will dabble with it. Some guys will kind of do that. But like out there, you either got I love it or I hate it. It's kind of one of those things. So, so you were an Ichiro guy. You you saw yourself as an outfielder. When did you make the uh, the transition to pitching? I was so. <laughs> Granted, like I did, I threw the whole time growing up from whenever it was seven, eight years old all the way up till now, I guess. But uh, I stopped playing outfield in high school, after high school. So I went into college where we were talking at Kansas State, and I actually played a couple fall leagues out there because we had so many guys hurt. So we would play, me and another guy, and we'd still hit and stuff like that and do everything we could. But the transition was fully to a pitcher in college. So you miss the bat? I mean, you miss hitting nukes? Like, what's up? Dude, I, I love it. I actually played with a guy uh, two years ago, and we never swung because we were in double-A at the time, and they were like, yeah, you guys really don't need to pick up a bat. And uh, he was like, I'm going to go swing. And 20 minutes later, he comes out with a pulled oblique. Of course. Oh. And, and our coaches were like, that's it. No more. You're done. And so, obviously, we always try. They always, We were always told, like, when you got in a pro ball, if you threw a shutout, you got – pitchers bp like sometime throughout oh, the next yeah. series and that was growing up everybody's like yeah man we got to get a shutout gotta get this gotta <laughs> get that but then all of a sudden it just it never happened so we were like ah you know what it's just a, it's a it's out in the breeze so on the days you don't pitch do you want to pitch or, or do you cherish the days off dude i cherish every day I, arms only got so many bullets in a man so I, yeah. I i'm the guy like i i know a lot of guys throw a lot i'm a guy who doesn't throw a ton just because i know i'm getting i'm 28 gonna be 29 like i've been doing it for a while so i gotta save as many bullets as i can there when you do, when you do enter a game what's like the prime scenario for you what's the one that still gets like the hairs up on the arm for you dude i'm a, any anytime i can get in the game my anxiety goes through the roof man when i get out there so but my my whole uh my whole go-to was i used to be a closer so that stuff that stuff got me going all the time and i know we got bull and we got lee and we got uh birdman too so all those guys are killing it in the in the late innings but anytime i get into a game man it starts it gets me going it's yeah. just what it is so Let's, let's uh, expound on that a little bit. How do you deal with that anxiety? Do you have a mantra? Is it just all focus when you just get out punch there? Just punch in. Yeah, it's like a punch in, punch out kind of thing. Like, I get, like, hella anxiety, like I said, when I'm in the pen. But once I come through that gate and I start running in, I'm like, you know what? I've done this a million times. Like, I, I just go out and do what I can. Like, if I overdo stuff, that's usually what happens. And, and I'll end up, if I overdo it, then I come out and I'm like, man throw one out get four runs scored on you and you're like man this is a tough day and you look at it and you're like you know what that's the one thing i think i got i got blessed with is like a short memory though. yeah so like next nice. day i'm like it's in the past like i gotta i gotta go out and do what i can now hey, use that memory a little bit though for me real quick because i don't know if i've ever sat down with a guy who's been rule five like a rule five draft is kind of like an interesting thing yeah that's that's a long time ago man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, like, do you even have an – I don't even understand it. You get – somebody takes you, and then you have to play, and if you don't play, you got to go back. So what? it's like it's essentially – the Rule 5, they have two levels. They go a major league and a minor league. And the major league one is if you're in AAA and you get picked up in the major league Rule 5 draft, you go over to the other team, whoever it is. Right. And you're in the big leagues the whole time. Unless 
they end up optioning you down. If they option you down, they got to come back. So that's the big thing there. If you're in the minor league system and you don't get protected, then you go over to the other team and they just put you wherever they want. So then you start playing that round. So, so never felt like home. It did feel like home. Like it was a different energy. As in what? Like after getting rule five. Oh, I. I came over here, so when in 17, when I was still with the Brewers, I played in the Fall League with about seven guys from the Rockies. Okay. And most of them, there's a couple that are still here, and a couple that were here last year when I was over there. So I got to, it was nice to come over here, new new setting, new scenery, everything yeah. kind of revamped. So it's 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 a good feeling, by sure. There I, you go. I'm not gonna say, I I. I love coming over here. I was I was ecstatic with Good. it. Good. So it, the best part was I was down in the DR actually, uh, the Dominican when I was rule five. So my buddy texts me and goes, "Hey man, congrats!" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, and he's like, "You just got rule five. I was like, "What? I don't even know what you're talking about." So I called my agent. And everything. I was like, I was like "Dude, what's going on?" Yeah, I was like, "What's going on, man?" So he explained it all, and I got a call from uh, the old uh, farm guy over here, and he was like, "Yeah, what's up, man? Like, you're gonna come over and be a Rocky?" I was like, "Sounds good. Let's get it going." So it worked. Never went back to the Dominican. Just so it, well, it was actually so like it was very end of the season. But I'm not gonna lie, the Dominican was one of my best experiences probably in baseball. Wow! Like, dude, those dudes down there, I'm telling you, man, it's championship atmosphere every single game. You got you got rivalries, you got everything like that. Those guys are going back and forth. Pack stands every game. Mm. Guys are playing drums through the stands while you're trying to pitch and everything. It's nuts, man. Yeah. I'm telling you that. So. All right, you get every Monday off. Today's a usage day off. What's your day off activity? Like, what's your go-to? Are you you got a controller in your hand? You reading a book? What Dude, are you doing? I'm a, I'm a controller guy every night. That's my, <laughs> that's, my that's my relaxed time. But I'm a golf. I, I golf, dude. If I can oh, golf, nice. I yeah. like to. That yeah. was definitely. I went the other day, and it was it was beautiful, man. So. Nick, Nick Grieb, thank you so very much for taking the time. No doubt, I and, appreciate uh, you. You didn't guys. answer that question. You get 21 in the hacky or no? Okay. You'll find out next time. Yeah, <laughs> Tune in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, my God. Brett Boswell is here on the show with the boys. Welcome. There we go. Yes. Brett, how are you? How do you feel? Don't lie. I feel great. Good. I feel great. Yeah. Happy answer. to be here. <laughs> so you played three in a row after coming off injury. You're going to take today off? Yes. Okay, but then you're going to play tomorrow. You're going to play Sunday. Maybe. Maybe. Sunday's still up in the air. We okay. For sure. So, but no, you are. You're, you're feeling 100%. The body's working right. Everything's yeah. good. Nothing up in the air. Nothing nothing bother, pushing me back anymore. <laughs> I'm oh. good. Okay. So, they don't let you play hacky or they do let you play hacky? They don't. They that's, don't. That's oh. only the pitchers. It's only the pitchers. That's, I mean. Position players don't don't join in on that. What should we do? We should start some lawn darts or something? Like, <laughs> we yeah. We gotta yeah, we got to find our own thing. Cornhole? Yeah. Some cornhole? There, there we go. go. Yeah. Just, pitchers just have too much time on their hands. So, oh. they don't that's, Okay. Keep that's throwing this shade. Yeah. I will all day. We love passive aggression on the show. We're big fans. I would die. Brett runs out there with like a disc golf like like gold yeah. just oh, sets yeah. it up just and just don't yeah. ever break eye contact with the pitchers while you're doing it oh, just, yeah. just disc golf right at them right you got weird hobbies on the road and stuff you get bored out there <laughs> definitely get bored yeah. yeah um no i think most of the time i just spend the time in the room yeah. uh watching a lot of netflix shows anything kind of like uh really re-watching a lot of stuff right now because my roommate on the road bouchard uh, he's kind of not up to date on a lot of stuff, so we're rewatching with him, and it's really just what, how we spend most of our time. Do you mm. are you like a cool dude to rewatch stuff with? Because like Van tries to introduce me to like movies or TV shows, and he just talks to me the whole damn <laughs> time. Uh, no. He like he explained characters and dynamics. I'm like, no, dog, let me take it in. No, I don't talk at all. That's I it. don't talk at all. I 
don't like those kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Next I, question, I, just, man. I, I feel so sorry. I feel so sorry for you for your horrible Missouri education. This well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to explain stuff to you all the time. That okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so so Bouch, Bouchard and Boswell, you guys yep. got a new cool nickname for the road trips, like. Like Car Ramrod from Super Trooper, you got no. team, <laughs> team Team BB or something. No, about? you know we should though because we've been roommates now three times coming up through the system. So we really should. Uh, we need to work on that. You were talking about spending a long time on the IL. How was it when you came back? Were you too, were you too high? Did you have to bring yourself down a little bit, or you were just like, you know what, I'm playing. I'm about to just hair on fire. I. Definitely was a little too excited my first at bat back. Yeah. Um, I swung at a pitch that I think was over my head. Uh, <laughs> and I really swung before I even saw the ball. So I definitely had to, like, relax. Uh, yeah. Definitely took till the second at bat. But after that first one, I really just felt right back to You were just back in the in. groove yeah. after that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I spent all last year, missed all last year. So missing oh. four weeks, that was nothing compared huh, to last right. year. <laughs> so, and then – Obviously, when you're talking about the lower body, the ankle, right, ankle mm-hmm. proper. So when you're talking about the ankle, does it does it like creep into your mind still? Like, say when you're at like up the middle, right? Mm-hmm. So you're playing the field. Do you, do you give it any thought, or is it hey, you're playing ball, but immediately afterwards, maybe it comes to you? It's I don't think about it at all. Yeah. Um, there's certain times like after the fact, like running the bases, I'll be like, oh, you know, that didn't feel great, like mm. running base or something, yeah. like, or usually seventh, eighth inning, I'm kind of like, mm, it's getting a little stiff. I can feel that, but. I really don't have any problems anymore. I'm kind of surprised. What What do you do to, like, combat it, though? Because, like, this is an old saying, and I'll just use it right now. Like, I don't know anyone who used to have bad ankles. Mm-hmm. You know, like, once you get uh, one, you've yeah, got sure, one. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, so what is, like, that continuing care? What is that, like, emphasis you give to that bad boy? It's getting here early every day, getting in the hot tub first thing, getting it lo- warm, loosed up, um, doing a bunch of, like, mobility stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's – it's a lot of it's a long process, honestly. You like an expert at it now? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like I don't even have to think about it twice. Hmm. All right. So, what's that rehab playlist look like? What keeps you? What keeps you motivated? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What keeps you motivated to keep working hard and getting back on the field? Uh, I'm just a big country fan, honestly. Like that's all I listen to. A little bit uh, Dallas, right there. Yeah, 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 Texas boy. Texas coming out. Right yeah. There. So, <laughs> really, that's any kind of country. So, okay. How long have you been here in Albuquerque? And then what was your first assessment when you did get here? Well, the first time I got here was three days before the season started. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove in, and, I mean, one, it's just super windy when you first get here, right? Right. Because like it had to be a culture shock for you, right? Yeah. 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 Um, like, I've been – I'd say I've been to El Paso. I My uh, parents grew up there. Sorry about um, that. Oh, my sorry to hear did. that. Yeah. 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 My mom's from El Paso, so I used to go there once a year. Um, so that – that kind of reminded me of a little bit of, the, of El Paso, but uh, mm-hmm. getting here is just like getting used to the wind, getting used to the elevation. I never feel like I recover. Um, always out of breath, just walking places. Like I'm like, <laughs> wow. Uh, I do that, but that's just called fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough, but no, it's been an, honestly a really cool city. Yeah. Um, and I've enjoyed kind of going around, looking like we, me and Valade, uh, we live together. We've been trying to go find fishing spots, uh, play oh, yeah. some golf around here. Nice. Um, it's been sweet. Great golf courses around here. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And especially for yet? the price. Yeah. Twins Played there a couple great. times. It's, yeah. it's hard. I'm not very good, but <laughs> any course Same. is hard to me. Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> the, uh, so limited at bats this year. Obviously, you're showing the power a little bit, which is good. It means the upper body's working. But as you're, as you're getting ready, do you have to change anything coming back off of an injury? You, is the approach different? Is the mindset different? No, not in that aspect, no. no. Uh, the swing just feels a little slower right now. Uh, but 
other than that, it's everything you know is about the same. Have you got a bad call from that robot umpire yet? <laughs> I wouldn't say bad. Uh, I think I've had two that I could see go either way, and I had one that was called a ball, and I was like, pretty sure that was a strike. And then there's another <laughs> one, and I was like, okay, that's a ball, and he called it a strike. So it's it hasn't been terrible so far that I've noticed. Who do you turn to talk to, though? Like, you can't say anything, right? Yeah, you can't say a word. Like, no. Oh. Just kind of got to wear it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which isn't fun. <laughs> we just, like, turn behind you and start yelling in binary. Just, <laughs> zero, one, one, zero, yeah. zero, one, one, zero. You could always turn around and look up, like, wherever the guy is, I guess. <laughs> I guess you could do that, but other than that, I don't know. They they have you seen where they set this thing up yet? Have you been upstairs yet? Mm-mm. So, oh, my gosh, it's like Fort Knox. This really? Thing. Really? So it's like it's next to the little broadcast booth, that, you okay. know, visiting TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's our radio, whatever. You guys know what I'm saying. But in that <laughs> little room up there, and it's like double key, double locked. Like there's a guy in front of it. And you're like, we are living in the future. Oh, wow. Like this is Skynet. Yeah, because you would go in there and mess with the oh, calibrations. Would, That's sure. why. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Cause, well, because like you're listed at what, like six foot flat? And yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and I'd be like, no, like this is obviously six one, six two. Yeah, like let's turn this bad boy up. Let's <laughs> let's give my let's give my man Brett what he deserves. So. Um, what is okay? You you were talking about uh, you love country music, right? Did you change your walk up music coming off a of injury? No, I did not. You didn't. I, I kept it the same. I didn't get to really? hear it enough before. Oh, oh there we go. That, that, that's a good. I only point. got to hear it for one series. That's so. a good point because everyone's like, you know, baseball players they're, they're superstitious. So yeah. I would have thought you would have changed it. So that's that's good. No, I was feeling good beforehand, so I was like, yeah, yeah let's keep it rocking. That's what's up. So you said your hands are like a little bit behind. What are, what are you doing to work on that? Uh, I don't know if there's anything particularly that I'm doing to work on. I think it's just the game reps. You know, like okay. it'll catch up to speed. Like I trust that it will. Um, but I don't know if there's really anything I can do other than, like, getting in there early and hitting off the machine and kind of speeding it up. I think that's really the only thing I can do right now. Coming out of Texas, coming out of Dallas, a lot of baseball players come out of Texas, a lot of baseball players come out of Dallas. Is there anyone you've seen since your youth age at the professional level where you've been really excited to either, like, take a bat against or play a game against? Do you have, do you have that kind of energy with anyone else coming up? Uh, honestly, no, because um, it seems like a lot of the guys my age in the – Dallas area especially uh, I never really got to play against them one coming up because it seemed like they were always in teams that were kind of middle of the country or uh, kind of leagues that we weren't in we were always on the east coast yeah. coming up um, I never saw anybody over there and now it's like you get to this point and they're either in the big leagues um, so I haven't had a chance to play them there yet hopefully uh, soon but and then yeah I guess we don't really have anybody that I played against I, Steel Walker I played against him in college so that's yeah. one yeah. I've seen um, but that's very recent. Uh, other than that, I can't really think of any, though. So cooler jerseys, better stadium, history of success, more Hall of Famers. You ever think about switching to be an Astros fan? Is, it, is that no. a <laughs> – <laughs> No chance. No chance. <laughs> oh my God. No and, chance. A, and a tainted trophy, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so growing up in Texas, how, was it you were always a baseball fanatic or did you come from football or was it a mixture of both? On never, I was really never a big football fan. Really, um, so I got to college. Uh, growing up, it was always baseball. It was all, actually I'm a big Dallas Stars fan. Love hockey, mm-hmm. um, which is probably weird to hear from coming from Texas. Yeah. I don't know anyone who knows who Mike Madonna is here in here in the uh, city. Yeah, probably not. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no. Me, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I was I played soccer a lot growing up, so I was kind of a big soccer wow. guy too. Um, does, does that skill set translate at all to baseball? I think it did when I was younger, yeah. um, but 
I stopped playing when I was in middle school, so yeah. I think that kind of just went away. But I really honestly think that's kind of what helped me with my footwork early on and kind of got me going. Um, and that's what my parents always tell me. They put me in soccer for that reason, so I believe them. <laughs> that, to me, soccer players are they're such a unique athlete because I feel like if they wanted to, they can play a lot of other sports yes. as well. But mm-hmm. the, the guys who stick with soccer, I feel like for the longest, those are dudes who are passionate about soccer. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but like I said, I think their skill set often translates to other sports. Obviously, you're off tonight. You are playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whenever it's, it's going to be a Saturday night, it's Memorial Day weekend. Got a huge jersey giveaway. There are going to be 10,000 plus people in this building. Oh, yeah. How does that bring you up for a game? That's unbelievable. I've never... I don't know if I've ever played in front of that many fans. Um, a little tomorrow. Yeah, yeah tomorrow. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah, baby. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a special one. Brett Boswell, thank you so very much for taking the time with us. You're one of them dudes, and we appreciate you greatly. Whenever we get back, we will wrap up the rest of the hour. And then I believe we're off the air at 645, boys. One hour left of this thing. Soccer thing real quick. Yeah. No way Masi can hit a slider. That's There's okay. no way. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. How no. good of a soccer player you are. He would pay right. someone to do it. Masi can't. Uh, There's no way. He'd be like, hey, Brett, can yeah. you take this one for me? You take <laughs> yeah. How's your wiffle ball game, Brett? Pretty good? Oh, yeah. I used to have to hit right-handed because people wouldn't let me hit left oh, oh, okay. There we go. That's the there one you got to bring go. out here. Those pitchers will see that. Yeah. <laughs> Filthy jealous. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Tisk tisk. That looks like rain, man. Tis tis, talking to the weather. Talking to the weather. Man. Yeah. I just, I just opened up. Moved in quick. I just opened up. Josh Sushan will be joining us in about ten minutes. Sweet. It's gonna be a good program. All right, boys. A little NFL talk while we're at the ballpark. I'm gonna say some names. You're not gonna know who they are, but I'm just gonna give you a premise. Okay. So this cat, Avery Williams. All right. Robert, you used to know a cat named Avery Williams. He used to ride around town. Hey, I know Avery Johnson. That's around with ladies. I know Steve Avery. Avery Williams is a cornerback for the Falcons. <laughs> and he is uh, no longer going to be a cornerback for the Falcons. The Falcons. Oh, the safety now? The lowest paid position in football is the safety. Did you know? It's really? not a very good safety net for retirement, yeah. is it? He, uh, he is being moved from cornerback to Running back. The Congratulate what? No. Oh, no. 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 Hold on. That Hold on. Not the business. That's oh. Ouch. And well. the first injury of the 2022 <laughs> NFL season goes to new running back Avery Williams. How did they make that assessment? Was he out there just? How do you look at a corner and be like, you know what? If we put him corner. in the if we put him in the backfield. <laughs> That's pretty much you it. Can't, you yeah, can't. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, you can't tackle these guys. Yeah, you can't beat them. Join them. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the offense, Avery. Was he on the field whenever the Falcons blew a 25 point lead against the Patriots at cornerback? I don't know. 28. Oh, was it that much? I was about to say he would. If that's the case, he would have been a running back a long time ago. <laughs> he's listed at five nine, which in the NFL means he's five seven, probably. And he runs a four four one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm into yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And he is now the running back to take some heat off your boy Cordell Patterson. Cordell. All right. What did close I say? Enough. That's close. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say. If he, You're if thinking I, of Cordell Stewart. It's, I'm always thinking <laughs> of Cordell Stewart. Um, who's the last guy to turn running back? Oh, Cordell Patterson. Okay. Actually, yeah. I like this move. I'm yeah. back in. Does he get to keep his number? Well, you can wear whatever number now, Oh, right? that's right. Yeah, it don't even matter. Oh, that would be 
That would be awesome. This is just for jersey sales. Yeah, this that's is, what it is. going to change his number. Then his whole family is going to have to buy new jerseys. Also, is this a HR-style pass-the-trash kind of thing where they're like, we, uh, we don't actually need this guy corner. We uh, can't get rid of him. Let's send him over to the mailroom. Yeah. Running yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if it's – when he got this news, he should be happy that he just didn't get cut. That's how I would look at yeah. it. That's how I would look at it. And with a four-four-one, like if you are just a straight rocket, if they hand you the ball and you can just run in ten yards, four, or in forty yards, four point four one seconds, yeah, just fall down after that. Don't fumble. Yeah, he's gonna need it because their offensive line is pretty trash. It's gonna need it. Van, I mean, is he bulking up? Like, <laughs> is, he, is he adding weight? Wait, wait, how season? how much did he weight? Two hundred. That's not That's, bad. No, he's, He's yeah, solid. He's thick, he's thick enough. Yeah. He's a good athlete. He's thick boy. Yeah. And I'm t- I can't. I, it sucks that for all those years Matt Ryan was holding him down, making him play cornerback, though. <laughs> Get rid of Matt Ryan. Change your position. They didn't let Dion play wide receiver in Atlanta. I don't know how this is going to work. They're Just, trying to make up for their mistakes. There we go. This is what they're doing. <laughs> this I, is I, penance. Something's telling me Patterson is upset about this because he's playing every position. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like handing off to himself, throwing his own passes <laughs> to himself, <laughs> tackling himself. Brian Jordan was down there in Atlanta for a long time. They let him do that, right? Oh, that was baseball. They let him play baseball. Let him play baseball. Football. Was he even good? At football? Played <laughs> on the squad? I just mean like when you think of the, the dual athlete, was he that good? Oh, he was. He was, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I know he had the look. Man, like he, he was a big dude. He had the longevity. Yeah, he did it. Really? He did it for longer than there anybody. I just knew yeah. he had nice chains. That's all I knew. Yeah, he, like, there's uh, that too. <laughs> he's also, this is a fun little one. Uh, he's the, I think, one or two. Ray Langford might be number one. But he's either one or two of all-time home runs at Bush Stadium 2, which is oh, like a crazy wow. statistic. Okay. But also it could be Ray Langford. I might not know. I just want to say he doesn't get his uh, just due then. I don't, people don't talk about Brian Jordan. You see how I took it. I was like, yeah. who? What? Like, you talking about Bo? Michael Jordan's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> Michael B. Jordan's Michael cousin. Michael B. Jordan's <laughs> cousin, yeah. Montel Jordan's backup senior Ouch. for Oh. Ooh. No, that's not him. But here you go. The uh, the Falcons are one step closer to cutting a cornerback. It's I don't think this is gonna catch on around the league. No. <laughs> a corner? Yeah. I don't think okay. it catch on at all. The wind is just a whipping, boys. Yeah. But if they're geniuses. Like, because they started using Corderell Patterson more than anybody else ever did. Maybe they're on the something. Maybe. They Maybe they're on the right something. Kick them, up, kick them up in fantasy just in case. All right, Maybe so they're just trying to build them up to trade them for Trey Lance. Get yourself an Avery Williams jersey. <laughs> These are, like, because only really until, like, high-level college or the pros do you only play one position. Because you play all the positions yeah. in high school. You play mm-hmm. all the positions – at low-level college, it's a, that hyper-focus. I mean, he's probably got it in him. Yeah. I mean, Antoine Randall went from quarterback to wide receiver in like two seconds. Yep. Let's grab one when we get back. Josh Sushan. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oi. Back live from Isotope Spark. Headphones are going on a little late because our new friend Heather Tanner, who's going to join us after we're done with Josh, is over here learning everyone's name. There you go, a little inside baseball. 
Pass- I, got a, I got a leg up on new names. Okay. Unique, and it's only three letters. It's pretty easy. What is what that? Is Van. It's pretty easy. Van is not a good name. Oh, first off, how dare you? I'm sitting it's, right here. It's not even a good vehicle. No. <laughs> That's probably the worst vehicle. <laughs> but is it a good shoe? Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's a slightly that- above average shoe. It's got history, though. Is he a good radio personality? Is what? That's what's important. That's what really matters. <laughs> yeah. We'll be asking around town. It's a very good TV personality. Ooh. And then the JV radio. Oh. That's what. <laughs> Strong work. Well, Van Tate reference. Talking about Van Tate. Oh. Van Tate reference a, right Van there. Van Tate versus Van Munley dig right there. Josh Sushan joining us live from the ballpark. Uh, professional broadcaster, amateur meteorologist. What's going on, my dude? Seriously, what is going on? I keep checking my phone constantly because AccuWeather? You an AccuWeather guy? Uh, I'm just a weather channel. Okay. Just yeah, a weather channel. Same. Yeah. Look weather at the, channel. you know, because it has like a cool thing where you can see uh, the radar where it's been, where it's going, and it keeps saying 1% chance of rain, and I'm like, cool, and then I look up, and I'm like, are you sure, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It went from 8% earlier to 0% to 1%, and I can see rain yes. on the mountains. That means it's a 100%. It's raining. My lawn could use Not some, here at some rain, but I don't want any rain to dampen Ooh. the atmosphere here at the ballpark Strong tonight. Work. This Strong guy's a pro. Work. Keeping work. with the theme of today's broadcast, when's the last time you hacky sacked? Ooh. Um, well over 10 years. Yes. But when it comes to uh, cornhole, and I kind of feel like, you know, it's a bag. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's, a, there's, sure. a, there's a little bit of hacky yeah. involved. You're okay. just throwing it. Last night. Okay. I'm really good. It's, hey, do me a favor, Ooh. boys. Check your missed calls. Let me see. <laughs> yeah. Anyone have any missed calls from Zero. Josh? I don't have one, do you? Not it was one about X, 1 a.m. email. <laughs> oh, you know the hours. I know the hours we keep. That's prime time right you there. Know, boys. I'm just warming up. I think if – if we were to do a broadcast while also hacking, sacking, hacky sacking, guys, what is the hack verb? It. You hack. You hack. hack? Yes. I feel like it'd be a very to good hack broadcast. or not to hack. This yeah, well, it's, it's a lot of hack radio when you're with us. <laughs> Josh, the boys bounced back after a three-game skid last night. Got that big W. But I looked at every press release I have. Who's on the mound tonight? Antonio Senzatella. All right, tell me a little more. He's good. Yeah. He's very good. He's really good. You know, this year he has made seven starts, and he has walked eight batters. All right. Let me do the math on that. That's like ten walks a game. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's cool about Sensatella is he will always have a very special, fond place in in our heart because the first ever mariachi game, when we had 16,975, the number that we'll never forget, Sensatella started that game. And I felt like he set the tone on the field. Like, we already had, like, this great atmosphere. And you never want to fall behind big early. And when it does, it's such a bummer. But he just carved up whoever we were playing. I think it was El Paso. Oh, good. And and it was just, okay, we have this enormous crowd. Everyone's super happy. It's the start of the Mariachis. And he set the tone on the field so that it wasn't going to be this, well, you know, they didn't play very well. And he's come back every once in a while in a rehab assignment. Uh, he's scheduled to go. The hope is that he goes five innings, roughly 75 pitches, and then he gets right back to the big leagues. So, yeah, we got Sensatel wow. on the bump tonight. Josh, you're so always so put together, so well-dressed. You do shave a lot, so I've noticed. in its own. You don't have a hula skirt tonight. No oh, lay. That's a good point. No yeah. Hawaiian shirt. Get with the program, Did you at least have spam for lunch? Yeah. You guys do know I work in radio, right? You guys, you guys have, have you guys forgotten right. that I work is in radio, that I'm upstairs and nobody, nobody is, sees and nobody sees me, right? Yeah. That's, uh, 
Well, I mean, I'm always kind of looking for you. <laughs> it's, it's a Where's Waldo game for me. So they put you right next to the office against the automated ball strike machine. Do you hear it in there like a fax machine while you're broadcasting? <laughs> I don't it? hear it at all. No. No. No, it's, it's over where Forrest is. Why don't you hate it more like I do? I don't understand this. <laughs> you're so, like, you're playing the company line here. I need the real Josh to come out, and you tell I, me that you hate you hate technology and old man slow is right. I, I still haven't decided if I like it or dislike it, to be honest. Yeah. I still want to see it in more cities. I want to see it with more umpiring crews. I, I still want to, you know, I, I, I hear enough things from players where they're like, okay, that missed badly and the umpire called it a strike or vice versa or whatever. So I still want to, I, I want, I'm a small, I'm terrible radio. I'm a small, I get small sample size. I need a larger sample size before I make a call. I will hate a new TV series after episode one. So I, I like the pitch clock a lot, though. Oh, there we oh, go. Duh. I yeah, like the yeah. I, I think yeah. everyone loves that. Um, so we're celebrating um, Asian American Pacific Islander night. Yes. Can you name us some of your favorite to ever play the game? Oh, how about Tim Lopes? There we go. Yeah. How about him? So he, um, his dad's side of the family is Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Mom's side of the family is Filipino. I talked to him about it for isotopes on deck. And, you know, one of the things I think is so cool about different cultures is it always comes back to food, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, you know, Brazilian side, you know, we ate rice, we ate beans. It's like mom's side, we ate a lot of noodles, we ate a lot of chicken, right? Mm-hmm. So you just get, like, the best of all the worlds and all that. Um, Connor Joe, I love the yeah. Connor Joe story, right? Yeah. You know, coming back from cancer, mm-hmm. I, he was with us last year, and I remember talking to him about how during the pandemic, and he's going through cancer treatments, and he just got out on the waves in San Diego, and sometimes he would just sit there on a surfboard and just meditate and wow. just like, and it was just like this cool reminder to him about life. And anytime that someone gets deep in an interview and you're not expecting it, then I automatically just start to like them a lot. Yeah. And there, he's a really good player. So, Connor Joe. There's something about that energy, too, because, like, you know, hey, we're at the ballpark, right? But this is the workplace for all of us, right? And, and every so often there can be, uh, you know, the, the world's falling apart. You're at work. It's, it, everything's a disaster. And then you get a guy who can give you some perspective. Yeah. You know, and it's not. You know, tomorrow will come. It will. It might rain to start the game, but it won't be raining at the end of the game. Wow. And, you know, and you can – those. I think those conversations are very important. So you can't hear cuteness. You can't hear adorability. I agree. Yeah. On the radio. But we have a class of young girls yeah, who are doing hula dancing yeah. right in front of us. This is so cool. Now, this is not the first time we've lost the attention of a passing crowd, though. <laughs> this happened to us at the Balloon Fiesta. We were broadcasting live from the Balloon Fiesta, and you're going to have to give me the name of this style of dance. Folklorico. For, okay, so whatever that means. <laughs> but it's big dresses and, and, and colorful dresses yes, that spin all spin. around and yeah, look right. really cool. It was yeah. brilliant and beautiful, and Disney should make a movie about it. But, like, we – yeah, we lo- and that's exactly what's happened here. We've been upstage twice by adorable little dancing kids. <laughs> you asked me, Van, what kind of dance is this? Is it that isotopes word? It's like, Fred, you mean mariachi? <laughs> <laughs> no. Those are two oh wild – those are two wildly different things, Fred. I don't have a lot of culture, Josh. I don't. You've been here five years. I, I love the line, you cannot hear cuteness. <laughs> yes. yeah. I, that's a great line. Thank you. I'm going to have to remember that. It's – yeah, this is a special – it's going to be a special night. It's going to be a special weekend. Talk a little bit about the importance of, like, a Memorial Day baseball weekend to you and the Isotopes. I think it's always really neat, you know. Um, for me, Memorial Day is the start of summer, right? Graduations are done by then. You know, school is done. It's – okay, it's – and it's now – it's warm and all that kind of stuff. And once again, we have more people. 
do people not understand that nope. when you have headphones on and there's a microphone <laughs> no. right next to you, it's not a good person to ask questions every to. time. No. Every it's time. unbelievable. Yep. And I do the Undertaker thumb across the yeah. throat <laughs> people. And, like, I, I guess it's not necessarily as PC as it used to be, but that's my go-to. But, yeah, no, you were saying it's uh, this is the official, unofficial, official start to baseball. Yeah, you know, because, again, school's out, graduations are done. It's like it's time to have it's time to party. It's summertime. Yeah. Come out to the ball yard. It's time to party. Love everything about that. The uh, the cutest little dance you did not see on the radio just wrapped up in front of us. But uh, but these performers, what? There's probably two dozen little kids here. They're gonna be on the field, man. Yeah, they're yeah. just warming up yeah. for the big dance. Josh, do you are, do you have any like hand in in kind of these ideas and promotions? Are you in on those meetings at all? I'm in on a few. Yeah. You know, I tried to add stuff to like Jackie Robinson night. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried to be a part of that uh, women in sports night. I was involved in. I'm gonna be involved in Juneteenth. You know, uh, so those are like the main three that, that I was involved with. You know, we all try to give ideas, you know, okay, I got this idea. How about this? You know, who can we call? Who can we do? How can we add to different things like that? So th- those were my three. Yeah. And, and so what I try to do is, okay, how can we make this about baseball too? Or, all, or also like, okay, Michelle is so great in the community and setting up these events, right? And there was the lowrider thing uh, a couple of days ago. So, okay, who was there? All right. Uh, Nick Kennedy was there. So I'm going to talk to Nick Kennedy for the pregame show so that we're going to talk some baseball, but we're also going to talk about what he did in the community. We can kind of combine both of those worlds. Or even today, like Asian American Pacific Islander night. All right, that's a good day to talk to Tim Lopes. Right. So, I, so we can kind of try and blend a little bit of baseball and a little bit of the other stuff we do. So for the first time, I believe, in the history of this stadium tonight, the wind is blowing in. <laughs> the first <laughs> time. How, how excited the- do you think these pitchers are to get on the bump tonight? The first game ever played at this location was 1969, and in all of the different names that it has had in all of the different configurations, the wind has never blown in until tonight. No, the pitchers will be very excited. We actually a lot of times get these crazy crosswinds where, like the other night, Nick Tantalou hit a ball to right field that looked like a routine fly, and instead it was a three-run homer. And then Winton Bernard hit a ball that I swear I thought was going to go over the scoreboard. The left fielder was back at the at the track. He was at the wall, and then he runs in about 20 feet, and it clangs uh. off his glove for an error how unique is weather like this because when people think of albuquerque a lot of sunshine a lot of great weather how often does this happen at the ballpark in the, in the springtime almost every night really but it's supposed to end on memorial day because yes. that's when it's yes. summer we've already established yes. Yes. this yes. as a so you and i kind of walk the same path as broadcasters when you do have this fun like weather variable is the word i'm going to use do you do you have like a catalog of like descriptors that you use? Because I can only so many times say the phrase like swirl, like swirl. like oh it's it's up there in the uh, 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 jet stream. That's right. You know, about seven or eight years ago, I actually typed up a bunch of different phrases to try to describe the same thing. Like, say there's a routine oh, grab ball. I have ball. that. I have a cheat sheet. Yeah. yeah. Like, say there's a grab ball to the shortstop. How many different ways can I describe a yeah. throw to first? He throws. He zings it. He flips it. Yep. He hurdles it. He rockets a throw. He unleashes a throw. He uncorks a throw. I did not do that with weather. But I probably should. But there I also have not even looked at that document in like eight years. It's, well, because you're you're an actual pro. When you, <laughs> the one I use was actually created by Adam Young down in New Mexico State. So okay. Adam Young, when he years ago, we used to work together in Southern Illinois, and it's got every part of a basketball court named that you could come up with, and every style of action movement. And I just go through on like a checklist. <laughs> like people are like, "Oh, you're really good at this." I'm like, "It's an algorithm." I've, 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 I've seen you. I've seen you. <laughs> Not, not a world skill box. Here's <laughs> basically the ABS system. Oh, oh, oh there you go, man. I do hate myself. Dad was right. 
What are we going to see tonight, and what are we going to see through the weekend, Jay? We're going to see Antonio Senzatel tonight, and he's going to pitch really well. And it's always fun when he's here. And I'm excited that uh, Carlos Perez is coming off the injury list because he can hit the ball a long way. He, he can hit it through the jet stream yeah. or get it up in the jet stream. And so that's exciting. And then, uh, you know, I, 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 we got a lot of fun stuff. The, the Burke jersey tomorrow yeah. is yeah. amazing. We got Exciting. fireworks on Sunday. Got a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, last one before we let you go because we're up against it. Um, during a broadcast after a, a national tragedy, do you take a moment? Do you take a moment to make a reference? Is that important to you? Short answer is yes. The hard answer, the hard part is knowing when to do it and how long to do it, and also just realizing that it's going to affect my mojo afterward. Yeah. Like, my heart was not in it two days ago. Correct. At all. Right. And, I, and I just felt, as, like, the game went along, I just got madder and madder. Like, mm. at first, my, I was sad, and as the game went along, I just started to get more and more irate. Right. And so it became – and so it's like this tricky challenge, you know. I tried to work in the Ray Liotta – passing away yeah. because he mm-hmm. came out to Albuquerque. He was at an isotopes game. So when there was like a mound visit, I tried to work that in. When it comes to a shooting tragedy, it, it's, it, you know, that's, I don't know. I don't want to make it overly dramatic on what we do, but that's when you really have to just be a pro. Right. The, we, and we, realize that if some I'm sorry to catch you up, but no, if someone good. really wants to, like, focus on that, they're going to watch it somewhere. They're yeah. going to read about it. Yeah. And if they're listening to me, it's because they're trying to get away from that. That's, that's great. exactly that's what we really talked about. Yep. Yeah. Josh Sushan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being a pro whenever we get back. This is a fun one, boys. We're going to sports adjacent. Heather Tanner is going to join us, and she's going to talk to us about, what was that, a luau? I don't know what we just saw. Oh, my God. We're going to find out. All right, we'll find out after this. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Answer. Back to the program where I see a bunch of isotopes employees walking around with weather apps up in front of their face, boys. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to figure this thing out. Heather Tanner is joining us. She is with, okay, get ready to correct me, everyone listening to the show. She's with Kala Kapu. Kala Kapu. That was yes. very close. Let's go. Yeah. Which is a Polynesian go. dance school here in town. That. Heather, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here with you guys today. I mean, we just brought you out for no reason whatsoever, or you got your dance school out here, and they're about to entertain <laughs> 10,000 people. Well, today's a really exciting night for us. This is Asian American Pacific Islander there Heritage we go. Night here there we at go. Isotopes. So we are so happy to be partnering with Isotopes to represent um, both Tahitian and Hawaiian hula dance. Here, um, we're going to have the kids performing pregame, and we have my class, some of the uh, adult dancers, uh, dancing after the first and after the second inning. What's your, what's your connection to AAPI culture? So uh, I started dancing with Kulakapu in 2017. Um, right. I'd been dancing hula for a few years before that. And I had just, I had seen, I'd gone to a hula workshop and seen some of these dancers and the way that they connected with one another. And I said, this is the school I want to join. This is an amazing group of people. So I waited for open enrollment and signed up and I've been dancing with this school since. But as far as me personally, I've always loved Hawaiian culture and hula. It's a part of my heritage. Uh, my family on one side is from Oahu, uh, Hawaiian oh, wow. Filipino on that side. And it's, it's wonderful. It's a culture that everyone can engage with and share, um, even if they're not of Hawaiian descent. Right. Robert's what, what, a big spam guy. 
So. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. And you're not even kidding. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> have you had musubi? Yes, I have. Yes. yes, I have. Yes. So what is the meaning of Kalakapu? Kalakapu. So our school's name means the sacred sun. La means sun. Kapu means sacred. And it's a reference both to the Zia symbol here in New Mexico, oh. as well as uh, the tiare flower, which is a sacred flower in Tahiti. Mm-hmm. You'll see that on our logo. We have the tiare flower as the setting sun behind the sandias. So it's a non to the land that we uh, are privileged to dance on. So you have on the limited edition <laughs> charity. Here we go. Yoda Isotopes jersey. Here we go. Stolen of uh, me. You know that what? jersey was. You know what? I've never seen one. Outbid. Uh, yeah. Van was. In Yoda language. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Am I a bigger Star Wars fan or a bigger Isotopes fan? But it's both. The answer is both. I love it. So did you did you stay up till midnight last night to watch Obi Wan? Oh, or are you no. gonna wait? You, you know what? Wait. I had to I had to get my rest for today. Okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Smart. Actually, it, it came on at ten. What? Oh, is it 10? Yeah. Oh, East Coast time. There is you that go. The deal? Yep. Oh. I can't so I feel weird because I woke up at 5 a.m. to watch it, and that seems very unnecessary <laughs> at this point. Way I, to be extra. I'm a different dude. <laughs> I've blocked out my evening tonight. So after the toast, <laughs> there, we're caught up. Heather Tanner is with us, and she is with Kala Kapu. Kala Kapu. Uh, it's still yeah. very close. Very Polynesian close. Dance School here in Albuquerque. You can connect with them at abqpolynesia.com slash L-E-I, which is probably pronounced some way. That is, so abqpolynesia.com is our website. That flyer that you have there is promoting the ribbon lay that we make. We Ooh. do handmade lay. These are so beautiful. We have some samples at our info table by the pro shop. And these start at $10. They're like birthday gifts, graduate gifts. It's such a wonderful thing for any celebration, really. So I'm looking here. You're having uh, new adult students for your intro to hula class. That's oh. Okay. Now this, I, I just already pictured us three in this. Yeah, duh. Making it into a comedy scene. Yes. Uh, a very sexual comedy scene. What happens when you come across fellas like us who, who have stiff hips and... And and don't really know how to, to let loose. Uh, first off, uh, wait a minute. Shout I knew, out to I knew. Oh. <laughs> These hips do not lie. I oh. knew Van was going to say that. very <laughs> truthful hips. But but it's a two it's a two form question. Sure. What what is someone? What do they look forward to when it comes to the introduction? And also, what else is a part of that as well? Absolutely. So our open enrollment is really exciting for us. This is once a year when we invite new students. No experience necessary. You don't. Your hips can be as tight as as they are. Come on mm. in. You can join, and students can expect to learn the basics of hula. They can expect to learn Hawaiian culture, Hawaiian language. Our approach to this is that we are respectful of all of the parts of hula, both the culture and the history, and that's what we want to share with people because it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to learn about and to embody in your right. dance. I'm so, yeah, bring bring those stiff knees, stiff hips. We'd, we'd love to have you dance with us. How many kids did you bring out to the ballpark tonight to perform in front of this fan base? Oh, geez, I think we have... Uh, I want to say 14. I'm not. I'm oh. not currently the one in charge of the kids, so I don't have to do the count off there you personally. Go. Good for you. <laughs> All right. They're down in the tunnels uh, right now, or maybe actually they're in the dugout. They're they're getting ready for their on-field performance at 6:40. They'll be right about there. They'll be How on the exciting. field we expect, um, and they're going to be dancing two songs. And we're just so proud of them. Our kiddos can enroll anytime during the year. We have ages five and up, so we got some little little dancers. Awesome. They are. So cute. You saw them dancing here on the concourse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. saw the preview right here yeah. of <laughs> the did. hula. Like, it was so adorable. It was so captivating. 
how long did these girls work on this? Like, what does that take? Oh, some of these girls have been dancing for their whole lives. Uh, and some of them have just joined this school in the last year. But we have amazing teachers who I'm also privileged to dance with. They're my hula sisters that teach the kids. And what you saw is just a song came on on the on the overhead, the house music, and it was a song that we know. It's a song that we dance, and we call that Kanikapila style. Mm -hmm. You know it, just jump in and dance it. You leave your bashfulness at home when it right. comes to hula. So when it, comes, when it comes to hula, like you were just saying, isn't it, if I remember correctly, I may be totally wrong, is it every dance tells a different story? That's that absolutely right. Okay. Yeah, you spent some time in the I've been to Hawaii yes. six times, okay? Yes. Yes. I was paying attention. Oh, yes. nice. paying attention. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. So the hands is really what you you'll see the story being told mostly with the hands with a dancer and um that'll be you'll you'll see flowers you'll see rain you'll see love gestures you'll see all these things but really with a lot of the songs there's also what we call the kona mm -hmm. there's the deeper meaning so the song might be about the beautiful fragrance of a flower right. but really it's talking about the deep love that you have and longing for your lover yeah. um so our students get to learn all these kinds of things they learn the steps the hands they learn what the translation of the songs are and yeah. the deeper meaning that yeah, they're embodying. I, I need to come to the introduction class, yes. take these out to the club and get this cracking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like bring all that aloha. Yeah. Yes, right onto the dance floor. The, the dance tonight, does it tell the story of a big isotopes win? Is hey, there we go. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking so. And actually, you guys are going to see two types of dance tonight. Um, where the kids are dancing hula, uh, the adults are dancing hula after the first inning, but after the second, you're gonna see some really bombastic Polynesian mm. dance. Ooh. That's the Tahitian Otea. And I like to explain to people, if you see a woman dancing Polynesian dance and you don't understand how her hips move that way, how mm. they can possibly move that fast, that's Tahitian. Okay. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right. yep. Joining the hula boys is Heather Tanner. <laughs> And she's talking to us about her organization, which is out tonight with Isotopes for Asian American Pacific Islander Night here at the ballpark. As far as awareness goes for the culture, how important are these kind of spotlight nights with organizations around the community? These mean so much to us. I got to say, uh, the partnership with Isotopes has brought such a sense of pride to our dancers of all ages, but especially the kids. And um, one of the promo videos that we got to shoot was bringing the girls out into center field with Orbit before the season oh, even started. Oh, yeah. And they taught Orbit a hula, and they danced with Orbit. These girls thought that they were going to be on the news that night. They were like, we are the most <laughs> famous. They felt so proud yeah. to share this. And I think all of our dancers put a lot of work into it. Uh, these are athletic women uh, who are really dedicated to it, and they, uh, they're happy to share it. It means a lot. Heather, give us that contact one more time for anyone who might be interested in diving into the world of hula and diving into the culture. Absolutely. That's abqpolynesia.com. Heather Tanner, thank you so very much. Thank you for having me. When we get back today's I-9 Varsity, which is the I-9 Varsity of, well, Islander athletes. That's, there we go. that's yeah, what we're going with, boys. There we go. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Very good episode of the program today. Very good giant, Very good night out here at Isotopes Park. Laughed a lot. A lot of really good guests. Thank you to Forrest Stolting. Thank you to Warren Schaefer. Nick Greep, Britt Boswell, Josh Sushan, and Heather Tanner. Everyone coming out and enjoying the ballpark in the evening. It looks like the weather's actually going to clear up, boys. It's yeah. going to be good baseball. Yeah, yeah the wind's yeah. died down even. Just a little flirt is what we had. A little flirt. It's Asian Island Pacific. I did that one wrong. Asian American Islander Pacific Night here at the ballpark. <laughs> Again. Robert, you got so many fans. So That's actually the superintendent of 
Moriarty Edgewood School District. Oh, there that's you go. That is. Well, yeah, I actually, actually performed for them today, this morning. Oh, you did a little, yeah. you did a little stand up? There we go. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. A little graduation stand up? Well, they actually had a faculty basically giving out awards for the faculty of all of the district. And they called your boy in to come and, in and do some entertainment. And you roasted them? No, actually. Uh. <laughs> that's uh, for the ones coming Saturday. That's when they're going to yeah, get it. Yeah, that's the way it should be. <laughs> the, uh, I this afternoon attended the fifth grade graduation at Bandelier Elementary School. Oh. And this was about the cutest damn thing I ever saw. Did so, you also perform? The, no, no. <laughs> at the end, was I was uh, celebrating Courtney's nieces and nephews. Oh. Uh, as we, they were leaving, they were doing like a parade, and I was like, so I just jumped in the parade and started taking selfies, and they asked me to leave. Not the faculty and staff, the kids I came to support. Oh. children. They said, You're go away. The shine. You're taking the shine. Go, go, go away, bro. We hate you. We don't want to go camping. 505-312-4999 is I-9 Athletics. Reach out to I-9 Sports via i9sports.com register your youth it's summertime trying to time to get these kids playing today's i9 varsity is the i9 varsity of pacific islander athletes that's what we're going with boys who wants to lead off i want to go first yes Hit I'm, it. I'm gonna go with my first recollection of an asian american athlete and it was michael chang Michael Chang won okay. the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, sure. Had the biggest caps I've ever seen. I on wouldn't a have came up with that one. That's a yes, good one. Yes, Michael Chang. So how about martial artist, philosopher, uh huh, all around great dude, cultural icon Bruce Lee. Yes. Oh, okay, very good. Yes. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. That's a very good answer. Yoko Zuma. So I'm gonna go with. Yoko Zuma, who's not actually from Japan. Yes, man. they threw me a curveball as a kid. <laughs> I didn't learn this until actually maybe two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> when they did the special on him on the yes. WWE, it crushed me. Yes, he's part what of the like a Clevelander. Are we from Cleveland? <laughs> Where is he actually from? American Samoa. Yeah. Ah. So we can still fit in. Okay. Yeah, so he, okay. yeah, he looked apart, but a big part of my childhood, especially – Whenever he took the championship off the Undertaker. I'm, I'm going to go with football. Man with the greatest hair in football, mm-hmm. not named Minshew. Mm. Troy Palomalu. Good answer. Yes, Troy Palomalu. Yeah. Hair, hair so good he got to deal with head and shoulders. Af- way after he stopped yes. playing. Yes. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. And you got to get paid, too, when you're a safety because the NFL won't pay you. You said that earlier. Ain't gonna <laughs> pay you. Ain't gonna pay Next on my I-9 varsity Pacific Island athletes. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Nate Greep's favorite player, Ichido. Ah, yeah, that's a good go. one. Yeah, Ichido, legend. That's, there we go. Very good might, answer. If he played his whole career in the MLB, might be the hit king. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, no question about it. Yeah. Samoa Joe is going to make my list. And you're like, well, Van, who's, who's Samoa Joe? Yeah. That's what you're saying I like to me. where you're going with this. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Samoa Joe is not actually Samoan. He's from Southern California, <laughs> but for some reason, yeah. the AEW X Factor champion or whatever he is of Wrestling Kingdom or whatever, okay, yeah, uh, SoCal guy pretending to be Samoan. Mm. So I'm gonna go with Samoa Joe. Mine it was he was a blip on the radar in the NBA, but uh-huh. it was a huge blip. Caused the word Lynn Sanity. Yeah, Jeremy Lynn. That's a very good one. Appropriated cornrows. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But I was cool with it. The brothers didn't care for that. We didn't. Eh, I was cool with it. Yeah. I was it, cool with it. Did you see the beef he had with Kenyon Martin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That but, was hilarious. But Kenyon had all of this Asian all tattoo. All the Asian tattoos. Yeah. And he couldn't yeah. tell you what it meant. No. You don't, you don't talk <laughs> smack. You got a, a guy in cornrows and you got Asian tattoos all over you. Can't have it both ways. Uh, I'm staying on the Japanese island. Good idea. For my next answer. And my favorite wrestler, Asuka. Oh, oh my God. Her name is Asuka. <laughs> <laughs> made me so damn mad. OG friend of the show me, understands that reference. Made me so damn mad. I'm gonna go with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, I'm gonna Very put good. Dwayne the Rock Johnson on my list, who is really just a black guy, but <laughs> but his I don't, family I don't, though. Wait a by, I don't like by heritage. I don't like the just in oh, front yeah, of it. No, yeah. <laughs> hold on. Uh, what uh, is that? Hold on. Um, uh, <laughs> He's a cosplaying black guy <laughs> who pretends to be Samoan. So give me the rock. Speaking of cosplay, have you seen his Twenty Three and Me? Like, how do you really know? This well, Rocky Maivia. Well, so since rock- we're gonna go that route, yeah. I'm gonna go to the guy who we were talking about should have retired and stayed retired. Tiger Woods. Oh, good answer. Speaking of Twenty Three and Me, yeah, that's a jigsaw puzzle. That's, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna go with Tiger Woods. He's a. Uh, is that a? Is, does he qualify? Yes, he 100 yeah. percent qualifies. Well, he does not. He does not 100 percent qualify. Oh, that's so hilarious. 25 percent count. Okay, <laughs> I'm into it though. It's a great answer. How about our dude? We borrowed him here in the United States uh-huh. of America. Anton Apollo Ono. Oh, the speed skater. Yeah, baby. That's a heck of a good answer. I love yeah. his name. I love his name. <laughs> That name is awesome, man. So good. Yeah. So good. Give me the Uso brothers. The Uso brothers, who early in their gimmick were full-on New Zealand for some reason. Okay. With they their, switch what, it up. Yeah. What is that dance they do for rugby? The haka. The haka. Yeah. So yeah. they would come out and they'd do a haka, but turns out they weren't New Zealand at all. They're actually yeah. from America, Samoa. Yeah. What are, like, can't you just... Pick the one you're yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. It's cool to be you. Yeah, what is the deal here? <laughs> Lean into it, would you? I'm going to go with someone I had a childhood crush on and until Dominique Dawes came into the picture. Christy Yamaguchi. Yeah, good one. Oh, strong work. Yes, Christy Very Yamaguchi. Dominique Mochiano was my was my dude Ooh. when I was a kid. Yeah. Because when I was, like, in junior high, you know, that's when gymnastics girls were all junior highs, and I was like – It's like, I think I'm in love. I think I'm in love with her. One of the greatest values ever in the history of fantasy baseball, the flying Hawaiian Shane Victorino. Hey. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. I'm mad nobody said that. Well, I mean, he doesn't make no one's list. He doesn't come on now. Hey. He makes makes the most wanted list. It's a good day at the ballpark. (laughs) We laughed a lot. Some friends of the show are with us, and we're going to embrace them as soon as this thing's over. Thank you to everyone here. Thank you to everyone at home. Thank you for a very good week. Enjoy Memorial Day. We are off. We're off. Van, any final words? No boys on the Monday. No opening drive on Monday. But make sure Tuesday morning you're checking out Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke. We out.